and we are live. Man, I wish everybody could see your those dance moves you were you were throwing down there, Eric. <laughs> During that intro, what's going on? All right, let me click it over here, back over to the comment section. Let's see who is here tonight. Brad movies, what's going on? Diego, some guy named Asian movie enthusiast is in the comment section. I don't know who that guy is. And uh, Mike Swift, what's going on? All right, 19 people here already. That's what I'm talking about. Movie Dojo Army, arriving. That's right. Horror Chainsaw Maniacs, Sci-Fi Junkies, they're all here. We are all of them combined because we like it all. We have an open mind. And you got to have an open mind to watch a movie like this. You got to have an open mind to enjoy a movie like this, or at least find it interesting, because this is a movie that is not for casuals. <laughs> yeah, this is not for casuals. Sam from Brickwall Pictures up in this piece. How you doing, my brother? Hey, I'm good. I'm doing right. good. How are you doing? Yeah, man. It's always a pleasure having you back here on the stream on the on the channel. Uh, looking forward to doing more future. Is it really? Is it really that bad episodes with you? Because you know, dude. We gotta we gotta discover more movies. <laughs> yeah. We gotta have fun with it. But I know you're 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 a busy man, busy young man, but it's all good though. Thanks for showing up today. Uh Eric, always a pleasure, my friend. The Asian movie enthusiast. That's right. Brother from another mother on the East Coast. Where's the where's the come on, man? You gotta bring the Castle Gray Skull out to show the collection. Yeah, yeah I'll bring it back. <laughs> You know, all the hot chicks in the comments were like, "Woo!" I know. I got to hit up that Asian movie enthusiast guy, man. <laughs> Gilbert, what's going on? Jeremy, what's happening? Norzov. All right. All right. 17 people hanging out with us. Oh, yeah. All right. So I rented the, uh, the, the theatrical movie version first a while back hold on one second let me get the banners up here so chat will know exactly what we are talking about today boom bam all right here we go yes and uh i really 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 was interested with it and you know you know eric you're the first guy i thought about <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> right in the beginning, when, they were, when you know we're, we're following the character through the hotel, the fancy hotel, and I was looking how great the cinematography is and the atmosphere. I was like, "All right, I got to tell Eric about this because he's a big atmosphere guy." Is, is, are you a big atmosphere guy, uh, Sam? With yeah, atmosphere is really important to me, actually, especially in a horror film. Oh, there you go. I'll be thinking of you too if we didn't come across any future movies. Uh, but yeah, I watched it. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I, I wanted to uh, watch it again. Uh, and talk to you, talk you know, talk about it with somebody. I was like, I got to talk about this movie with somebody. So let me bring the the legends on the stream today to to discuss. This is spoiler review chat. So if you guys are interested, uh, you know, hang out. If not, you know, go watch the movie and then come back and watch uh, watch the stream a little bit later. So uh, this movie actually they have it dated for 2019. So did did this play at like small film festivals first or something or? Yeah, I heard about it first when it was doing the festival rounds. Actually, um, okay. it made some big waves. It was, uh, I mean, it's got some shocking scenes. So I'm pretty sure it was the uncut version that played at the festivals, and yeah, yeah it got a lot of buzz. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I might. I I, I can assume because it's been a while. I've been to kind of detached from the theatrical, so watching the uncut version 
today, actually, I could kind of pretty much pick out what was cut. (laughs) (laughs) I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but I'll mention a few things to you, and you'll be like, yeah, that's probably what it is. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we are here to talk about Possessor, uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg, uh, son of uh, the legendary, legendary Mr. Cronenberg. (laughs) I'm going to call him Mr. Cronenberg. (laughs) All right. Who made such films as Videodrome and a lot of trippy classics. Do you feel uh, some of Cronenberg's later work um, is kind of underappreciated? What do you think? I'm talking about movies like History of Violence and Eastern Promises. If it, I feel like, you know, nobody really talks about those movies or no one mentions it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, they mostly kind of, well, let's talk about Cronenberg from the 80s. Am I wrong in that assessment, or am I? Or they do talk about those movies fondly? What do you guys think? I think that's probably an accurate assessment as far as like okay. uh, the chatter about them goes. Um, I haven't seen a lot of his newer stuff, to be honest. But I think that's mostly just because I'm still catching up on his old stuff. You know, yeah. still got a couple, couple old. I think I'm, I'm just about caught up on most of his okay. good old stuff. Actually, as of this past Halloween, I finally saw Video Drum. That was like the big one I hadn't seen yet. So yeah. I think I'm just about caught up now. I probably I have seen uh, History of Violence. I think that one's very good. Yeah, I haven't great. seen Eastern Promises yet though, or like Cosmopolis. I think is one of his more recent ones. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy uh, Eastern Promises. That was real, really well too. But I'm the same. I'm in the same ba- boat you are, man. I'm still trying to catch up myself. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into Possessor. So watch rewatched it again today. Uh, when did you guys get a chance to check it out? The uncut version. I saw it uh, last week. Okay. Yeah, Friday night, I think, for me. Uh, stars Jennifer, Jennifer Jason Lee. That's right, single white female fame. <laughs> 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 and um, whatchamacallit, uh, Hateful Eight. She's always a good actress. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love seeing her pop up and stuff. Have you seen the, uh, the male lead in here and anything else? Christopher Abbott? I've seen him in a bunch of stuff recently. Okay. Actually, he's um, I, I really like the guy. Actually, he's been he's been picking really nice roles and uh, okay. he performs them well. He definitely has a little less like uh, name recognition. I don't know. I never hear him talked about. First right. thing I saw him on was that TV show uh, Girls on HBO. You know, okay, which is kind of like um, I think that was kind of like one of Adam Driver's first big things too. Now he's huge. Christopher Abbott, oh, um, I right. think, might be on that same trajectory eventually. He was really good in, um, uh, what was the other movie by the guy who did uh, Trey Edward Schultz, his second movie, It Comes at Night, right? He was good in that movie. Okay. He was in a movie that I haven't seen yet, but I've heard is really good called, I think it's called Piercing? James White. Uh, um, no, I haven't seen that one. He's always good. Yeah, I and saw him course. in Piercing, and he was quite good in that film as well. Piercing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, we have uh, Andrea Riseborough. Did I say that right? Hmm. He's really good, too. <laughs> That's right. She was in Mandy. So we she got was pretty- in a um, uh, Black Mirror episode, too. That was pretty good. She was in that crocodile one. Oh, okay. I thought she looked familiar. Yeah. Okay. She had, like, okay. dyed white hair in that one, I think. And, like, okay, okay. She looked pretty different, but it was her. Because I was, you know, after, you know, she really good in this movie, really good performance. And, you know, I liked her and Mandy, you know, even though it was brief. But I was just, like, asking Lady Fatblood, like, man, what else has she been in that we've seen? It, it took us a while to think about it. But, yeah, they, that's probably it, Black Mirror. 
because that's one of the popular episodes that she was in uh, anyway. So very uh, well Jeremy, for weird films for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeremy, what's going on, brother? He liked, uh, he said history of violence is decent. He likes piercing is good. All right. Mike Swift, what's up? All right. So we're going oh, to get you know what? He was good on that TV show, The Sinner, also. You ever saw that? It was like that mystery detective show kind of thing. He was so really he, good on that so he's, more, he's done more TV than film. Uh, I think he has a bunch of films, too. Okay. Um, he hasn't been acting that long, I don't think. He only started in like the 2010s, I think. So Okay. So, well, uh, yeah. We'll this movie right here, I'm sure he's going to be on the slow rise mm-hmm. here. So that's, but he was really good. Yeah. Acting was, was really good in this film. All right. So the movie, we're going to, we're going to, this is spoilers, guys. So we might bounce around. We might go in, early, uh, in order, chat, just letting chat know. So we're all over the place. But right in the, right in the beginning of the movie, you have a female uh, character and she has this kind of device that she's kind of tweaking with. And the more she turns it to the left, she starts getting happy, and then when the more she turns it to the right, she starts getting sad, and and then she unplugs this. Well, first she plugs the wire in her head first, and I remember going, "Oh well, this is interesting. Let's see, let's see what's going on here. What's happening, right?" And then the very next scene, she's in. She, you know, she's all dressed up. Her her hair is did. She's in the hotel. Beautiful cinematography and atmosphere, as my homie <laughs> Eric would say. And uh, I was like, "Oh, this is v- visually pleasing. All right, let's see where this goes." But as soon as she walks in the lobby, she looks like kind of like a, what was it, a water fountain. Like it was kind of like not a what, what was that? Almost the like water a faucet or something. Yeah, yeah it's like some of the water was coming out, but it it was looking it looked weird. It looked like it was the water was flowing upward, like it was in reverse. It was something something was weird, right? And she seemed kind of detached for a second, just kind of staring at that, like what is going on? And then then she follows her because she's a whole you know the character in the so far, it's kind of like a hostess of that hotel. Next thing you know, she's straight up, you know, going fatality, Mortal Kombat style. Like she's straight just shanking this dude. Yeah, prison walks style. Up to him, stabs him in the throat. Guy falls down. Then she ends up stabbing the dude multiple times, like overkill, overkill. Then after the overkill, she reaches down and stares at the blood. And then she grabs some of the blood or puts her fingers in it and she slowly looks at it, right? And, and I was just kind of like, hmm, what is happening here? And then right after that, she grabs a pistol, she puts it in her mouth and she's, and you hear her say, you know, pull me out, pull me out. And I'm like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden, she, she can't pull the trigger for some, for some reason that gets, it, it gets all, that this all gets revealed later. And then the cops show up, she tries to shoot the cops and the cops take her out. And then the very next scene, is we have uh, Andrea. What was her character's name here? Hold on a second. She is Voss. My, uh, Voss. I don't Tanya, remember ever saying her name. Tanya Voss. Yeah, you know, we'll call her Voss. It'll be in, easier to say. <laughs> Voss and Colin Tate is Christopher Abbott's character. So Voss and Tate. So the next scene you see. Hey, what's going on, Tribal Chief? He says, "What's up, Sam?" Hey That's there, right. Tribal Chief. What's up? <laughs> this is Ava Rundown right now. No, we're going to be talking about Ava tomorrow, buddy. So come <laughs> back and make sure you come back tomorrow. Me and Eric's going to be talking about Ava. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Uh, but no, we're talking Possessor tonight. So then, right after that, you see uh, Voss 
basically kind of wake up from this contraption she's in, but her face is covered and whatnot, and she looks disoriented. And she immediately they they wake her up. Immediately she starts throwing up, you know, like she, you know, it's very interesting, very very interesting. The visuals and it was was weird about this movie. I'm assuming. I mean, Sam, I don't know if you know this, but I'm assuming this is not a big budget movie. Yeah, I think it's um, it's not like tiny little micro budget, but it's definitely right. not a. Not, it's definitely a smaller budget than yeah, we have. Not a film. huge like blockbuster size. I think in, in some areas it does look a little low budget, but then in other yeah. areas it it it, it looks. I, I think you can tell that they kind of they were careful to utilize the budget they had in like you know the the right areas. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the I, kind I, of I, scope of the sci-fi world feels very restrained. Like maybe they didn't have the money to you know show yeah. as much of the outside world. Like there's not a whole lot of exteriors. You know, there's no like right. you don't get the grand cityscape shots that sci-fi movies usually do. But they focus yeah. a lot on um, the like sort of interior production design, like right. um, that image you were showing of the headset. That you know that looks really cool. I love the design of that. And yeah. It has kind of like a throwback aesthetic. It looks a little more like a like a seventies horror movie device than a than a modern yeah. movie. Yeah, it, even, wonder, it looks like um, what sci-fi looked like in the seventies, not like what sci-fi looks like now. You know. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was on purpose. Yeah, I think probably. Hmm. But the, the, the whole point, what, what, what I was trying to mean by the budget was uh, you could tell it wasn't like a huge, gigantic budget movie, but yet it was still visually pleasing. You know what I mean? And a lot of low-budget sci-fi flicks that are out there, or low-budget movies in general, at least attempt to give us something visually visually pleasing. You know, you don't have to create a big CGI army to storm the, <laughs> to storm the, the, the shores you know, the fight against the Romans or whatever. Just give us something visually pleasing if you have a if you have a small budget. Whether it's whether it's effects based or like you were saying, Sam, set design or whatnot. You know, and this movie does a really good job with giving you something visually pleasing. Even at times the movie is visually disturbing, but even that's beautiful looking in its own way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, greatness of color, I would say, especially. Lots of like, you know, yeah. kind of neon colors. There's scenes that are um, like just bathed in nothing but red or nothing but like, uh, there's a whole scene that's like kind of a bluish, almost purplish kind of tint. Yeah. Color. And I also noticed another thing that was interesting was the the where, the character placement and some shots. Because usually, you know, when you, when you film someone, usually they're in the middle or the camera tracks them. But there were certain shots where the character's all, all the way completely on this side. <laughs> and the, the camera stays there on that person. You know, when the person's just sitting down talking and eating, but it's like all the way over here. And yeah, that was I, that was interesting. I call that Mr. Robot framing these days. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Robot kind of like made that a whole new aesthetic, made that very that popular. Interesting. Yeah, that was very interesting. All right, Sam, so take it from there where we're going on in the movie. So now she's woken up, and uh, what was the next scene? What happens now in the movie? Oh God, I'm not good at the plot recap stuff. <laughs> okay, oh, all right. Well, I'll analyze scene. the scenes, but you gotta tell me what order they have. <laughs> Bad memory. Yeah, yeah I'll have, I'll have, I'll, I'll kind of bootleg the, the plot while we're going. On. So anyway, <laughs> she wakes up, she throws up, <laughs> she's disoriented, and then. Oh yeah, that's where Jennifer Jason Lee gets introduced. Yes, her role's yeah. not very big, I would say. No, it's small. Like if someone's gonna watch this because they're a big Jennifer Jason Lee fan, I don't think uh, it'll really deliver on that. She's only in no, a couple it's scenes. A, it's, a, it's a small part. It's a small. Um, part. Even Andrea Riseborough, like even though she is the main character, 
Yeah. He spends most of the movie possessing uh, the Kate. character, the guy who's played by Christopher Abbott. So even though our main character, we're mostly seeing Christopher Abbott the whole movie. Like, right. um, we're, she's inside of him, but we're not seeing her. So Andrew Riseborough is, I would say, in a pretty small percentage of the overall yeah. film. Right, right, right. Yeah, she does a really good job in her couple of scenes, though. Like when she's um, outside of her home waiting to go back in. That's That might yeah. be my favorite scene in the movie, actually. Even though it's yeah. not like a horror scene, and it's not gory and graphic and all that. Yeah. It's just really fascinating. Um, yeah. They picked a good location. It has a striking look to it. This, mm -hmm. like... Um, it's like suburban, but in the middle of a, it's like metropolitan suburban in this really interesting way. It feels like oppressive yeah. in the uh, architecture of it. And yeah. her standing there like rehearsing a line she's gonna say to her own yeah. family. Really interesting. Yeah, like she's just kind of just trying to rehearse, like you said, rehearsing her lines, kind of slash trying to remember how she used to speak with her family mm -hmm. since she's been away inhabiting another body. And yeah, uh, there's this whole question there, like, of like, yeah, I'm, starving. Like, I'm starving. I'm starving. Yeah. I'm starving. I'm <laughs> starving. Yeah. I bet that's a really fun scene to play as an actor, you know? Yeah. 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 So she wakes up, and then, you know, once she's, she, her, her head is cleared from the mission she was sent on, uh, you don't get that much background on the organization, but, but for this type of movie, it doesn't really matter. You I could have used know. a little more. Yeah. But I mean, it didn't ruin the no, movie. It, really it's just, it's enough to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, basically, they have come up with this technology to where, you know, the, uh, you can mentally, someone can mentally inhabit another body, and uh, they can use that, and they can use that body to go on missions, whether it is to complete a task or mo looks like most likely assassinate someone and then take themselves out, and that's basically the, kind of the gist of, of the flick. But what was what was interesting was the scene where she was sitting down with Jennifer Jason Lee, and Jennifer Jason Lee was giving her items. To kind of trigger her memory back of who she, who she is, right? Who she, you know. And I thought that was interesting. And she picks up, and like, oh, this is my, uh, uh, this is like my grandfather's pipe. It was given to my dad, and my dad, you know, that's, you know, that's why I recognize it. And then she picks up a, a display case of a butterfly, and she was like, yeah, you know, I killed it a long time ago when I was a child, and I felt really bad about it. <laughs> I felt really bad about killing the butterfly. I felt, I felt really guilty about it. Remember that, chat. Remember that. So then we go to the next scene, and then we go to like Sam's favorite scene when she's going home on uh, on her way, basically to visit her husband. Or well, they, obviously they're separated. She doesn't live there. You know, even the husband tells her, you know, I hate this. You're always going on these long working working trips. You know, come home. You know, even he's kind of like tired of her not being there. You know, and she, but she goes in to visit him and her son and whatnot. Um, can we, can we, can we say that the son's doll that he was playing with needs to be burnt? It's <laughs> <laughs> like freaky. Like, what the fuck was that doll? That was like nightmare fuel, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, when I was playing the movie, Lady Pepper was like, burn it with fire. Like, what the hell was that doll? <laughs> if, this, if this movie came out in like mainstream Hollywood, there'd be a movie about that doll now. <laughs> oh, yeah, there'd be the whole possessor cinematic universe. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, what the fuck is that? Like, ah, what the hell's that doll? Anyway, so she's home chilling with the family, but while she's home chilling with the family, she starts seeing things. Um, 
when when her and her husband are doing the doing the do when they're doing the deed, uh, she's seeing things. She's seeing murder. You know, like when he's downstairs talking to her in the kitchen, she's seeing his neck bleed out. You know, kind of a similar wound when she went and shanked that you know earlier kill. So she's seeing things. So I'm like, hmm. And I think it's really important though, is because Jennifer Jason Lee kind of made it. You know, she was just kind of like, look. If there's something wrong, if you've seen glitchy shit, if you've seen water coming out the faucet and it's reversing itself, you need to let us know because one little one little glitch can fuck up everything. Can fuck up the whole mission. One memory, you know, could can that you hold on to during all of this could fuck up everything, you know. But she keeps saying, "Oh, I'm fine. There's no issues. I'm fine. I'm fine." So it's Jennifer Jason Lee's like, "All right, well, here on to the next mission." So. I thought it was hilarious when the next kill was Sean Bean. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. You know, I think I think at this point in Sean Bean's career, Sean Bean, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Sean, but it's kind of funny. I think at this point in his career, he's accepted the fact that that stigma <laughs> is around his career, that he just dies in every movie. Well, oh, but actually, he didn't I die. Know. Yeah. No. Maybe they cast him as that just to make you... You know, have yeah. no doubt that he died. <laughs> you know? like, oh, we want to be surprised he's alive. Let's cast Jean. Yeah. Everyone will just be like, oh yeah, he's dead, of course. Yeah, that was that was like my first reaction. You know, what's going on, Mateo? All right, Mateo, we're we're talking spoilers, man. But yeah, we, we did enjoy it though. So we're just letting you, letting you know. Sexy sumo in the house. What's going on? All right. So, but yeah, that was my first, and, and you know. In, you know, first impression, I was like, "Oh, so they, they cast Sean Bean because he's going to die." Yeah. Uh, but interesting though was Jenna, you know, when they're going over the mission and all that. Jennifer Jason Lee's like, "So, uh, you know, I'm glad you're feeling better, and I'm glad you're telling me you're good. But uh, what's up with the shanking? What's up with the extra shanking on the earlier kill? We gave you a gun to use, you know, but uh, you kind of went straight." berserkers barrage on the guy uh what, what, what's going on with that and then she was just kind of like well you know i'm just i'm just trying to you know just it's kind of the gun didn't feel right you know i'm just trying to keep up with the character and jennifer jason lee's like well who which character is this what like, is this is, is this you like what character you know what i mean but of course she kind of quickly blows it off but she really like She's really obsessed with going on these missions. There's no hesitation. Like, you know, maybe I need a break for a long vacation for a while. And she's like, no, give me the next mission. Let's go. And Eric, go ahead and take it on. Take it from there. What happens next? Yeah. One of the, you guys one, talk too. Just me talking the whole time. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. One thing I noticed uh, when she goes back home and visits her family is that she's increasingly more like detached from the normal life. Almost yeah. like she's becoming obsessed with 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 uh, inflicting death upon people. Mm-hmm. So they give her this next mission finally, and uh, you know basically it's kind of a convoluted mission. But her her goal is to you know kill Sean Bean, which is the goal of every film that he's in, <laughs> and kill yeah. his daughter, and then while in the body of this other dude Tate, and then she's supposed to kill him herself or himself. And then the next person in line will take over the company and her company that she's working for, the the organization has apparently some leverage over this next guy in line. So they'll essentially have control of this this company, which is like a data mining company that is probably illegal because they go, they look, uh, they almost like hack into people's 
um, I guess you could say webcams and stuff like that and identify what products they're using and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this job? Yeah. Yeah. So like, he, they, the they show him go to work and he hacks, they basically hack into somebody's webcam. These people are yeah. like, you know, making love. And he's like looking at what color blinds they have in the background to like <laughs> gather information for, I, I assume would be almost like, uh, almost like Google ads or something to like, uh, you yeah. know, know what types of, my take on that was like that it's product. like a, that it's like a commentary on like the um, Amazon Alexa thing, like a Google Home. How people yeah. think that it's like listening to them, or not think it is actually listening to them, and they start getting served ads based on like, oh, you were talking about uh, drapes. Here's a drape commercial. I think this is like the extension of that, where it's like it's not just sound. Now there's a, a person physically looking in and going. Oh, those drapes are a little dirty. How about they're probably looking to buy some new drapes, you know? When I first seen it, though, I was like, what the fuck is this job? And how do I get how do I get hired? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to get paid to say, hey, black curtains. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. World. It's yeah. that's what like Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go that's ahead. one of the big like sci-fi ideas in the movie, you know? Like where it's like yeah. it's kept on a pretty small scale, but it is a big, bold idea. And I kind of I don't know. It almost feels like you could write a whole movie just about that job, you know? You could. Like, I feel like there's so much more to explore within yeah. that that job and within that, like, you know, kind of Amazon surrogate company or whatever yeah. in in a sci-fi setting. I, I almost want to just, you know, spend more time there. Would have liked yeah. to explore that a little further. Yeah. And Sean Bean was such, he was so perfect at being, he was so perfectly oh. casted at being a dick. Yeah. But he just effortlessly, and he was just like, He's like when you know when they meet up with him later. He's telling uh, Tate, he's Tate, right? Yeah, Colin Tate. Yeah, he tells Tate, he's like, you know, if the job is too much for you, let me know and uh, maybe we can work something out. <laughs> he's just totally just punking, punking that poor guy. But yeah, go ahead, Eric. Go ahead and continue. So yeah, oh, so Andrew, don't forget the extra glitches now. We're getting more glitches. Yeah, so after Voss goes into Tate's body, again, there's a psychological effect of all these. She's been doing this for so long, apparently. There's starting to be after effects, side effects, mentally. She starts seeing like little things floating in the air, almost looks like you know, little fluffy balls, and yeah. you know, they, they may or may not be there, and she's like picking at them, and you know, she's seeing it's almost like um at some point throughout the film, she actually has a difficulty maintaining control of the body and uh, Tate's uh, own consciousness starts wrestling with her, which is kind of like much of the second half of the film. But yeah. I like how the film immediately has like an attention to detail because as, mm-hmm. as, as soon as she inhabits his body, his girlfriend, it's just like, she realizes like something's up with this guy. Like he's, he's not acting like he normally does, which would happen. If somebody yeah. were to take over somebody's body, she's like, "You're acting weird, man. What's what's going on?" So I, I kind of like that. And after he goes to work, he go puts in his work day. He has almost like a seizure, like like yeah. uh, a Vost yeah. is, is getting so there's so much of a. It's almost like Stallone after Rocky Four, you know, after fighting a Drago. <laughs> yeah, know, it's like a compounding effect, and she's really starting to lose it now. To the point of yeah. having seizures and stuff like that. And she's having trouble holding it together, but she's still got to do this job. Yeah. So eventually she gets to the party scene, right? They get to the party, the big party in Sean Bean's little palace. And, you know, the whole point of this is to, you know, exhibit a certain element of, uh, I guess, uh, 
erratic behavior in this guy Tate. She's you know, which is she's actually kind of doing quite naturally due to her own problems. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of go out of control and commit this murder. So mm-hmm. okay, you know, so she so she steps up to Sean Bean and just like goes up to him and it's like says some pretty nasty stuff about his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Sean Bean's like, hey man, if that job's too hard for you, yeah. and the dude's like, I think you owe me an apology. Yeah. And go just fuck like off. Just piss go off. Fuck he's off. like, I'll do that after your daughter's blankety blank blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Bean didn't like that. So he gets thrown out of the party. Yeah. You know, according to plan. He waits for the party yeah. to disperse. And Voss in Tate's body goes in and commits the act of violence against Bean yeah. and his daughter, successfully kills the daughter. But because, yeah. again, she decides not to use the gun, which right. is some type of thing. She just likes murdering people, you know, the, the nasty way. She uses yeah. the poker, and she doesn't get the job done. Yeah. Unbelievably, the dude survives. Yeah. I love the, I like, the violence, so it's real <laughs> nasty. Yeah, like, she fucks him up. Oh. Yeah. The, the I eye, thought he was done. The eye poke, the poking the eye out of his socket. I'm pretty sure that was in the uncut version. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I bet the teeth probably was cut from yeah. the theatrical one too. That like yeah. close up of his teeth being like broken out of his mouth. It is like bordering on uh, gratuitous, you know. Like it's kind of, you know, to go like extreme close up. It's it's almost like a, I don't know, like goofy. Like it stops being scary and gross when it's like that <laughs> over the top violent. It's kind of, I don't know, swung it, too it, far on the bell curve a little bit. Is it Craig Zoller status or not really? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's as I don't know, it's as violent, but it's not as or it's as violent, but it's not as brutal, you know? To it's me, violent, I don't know. It doesn't hit as hard. Yeah, you, you gotta remember, chat, we're all badasses here. We're all hardcore, so you know. <laughs> this seeing this kind of stuff's like, eh. Or, you know, we're like, oh wow, that was cool. Cool effects. That's about it. <laughs> I think it was just came to like how it was shot for me. Like when you go extreme close up on like, you know, when the entire frame is filled with nothing but gore, it's so detached yeah. from the reality of it. Like, like you don't see Sean Bean anymore. You don't see that actor or that character anymore. You see an eyeball and a bunch of blood, you know? Yeah. So it's like a layer removed and it stops being, I don't know, it doesn't hit me when it's just an eyeball being popped out. I need to see the head. <laughs> you know? We wanted it to be more gruesome. I got to see the face <laughs> screaming. I, I can't just see the eyeball coming out, you know? Yeah. But yeah, he yeah, she doesn't finish the job, you know, using Tate's body. She doesn't finish the job on Bean. Just fucks him up and walks away and then, and then kills the, 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 the fiancé. And uh, again, going, you know, this is a theme throughout the movie. Like every mission she's on, she's she's got to make it look like a suicide. And she goes, okay, she's letting the, you know, letting the company, you know, get ready to pull me out and pull me out. But she can't pull the trigger. And then Eric or Sam, you can take it from here, Sam. Then it just goes, then she's really having issues. And then there's, you, they visually show a, an actual like detachment and in, like internally detachment from there on. And then, then you can, then you're following Tate. Who's like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. And we're kind of going back and forth with, uh, towards the end of the movie. Yeah, there's this, there's this like uh, internal and external battle going on between the two bodies inhabiting the body of Tate with the like mind of Voss inside of him. Uh, yeah. When she's trying to kill herself the second time, it's kind of like he gets control for a moment. He's like fighting back this whole time, the actual guy whose body it is still. And yeah. it's, it's almost a little confusing when it first happens, but it's kind of like she's trying to shoot herself and he 
grabs a shard of glass and he like stabs the uh, like emitter thing, the little sci-fi device that's implanted in his head. And he like right. stabs that thing. And then that's what kind of starts giving him uh, more control. And at that point, it's kind of like her connection is fried, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but her bosses don't, they're not like aware of that. She's still masquerading as if she's in control the whole time. Yeah. yeah and then um, there's a large chunk of the movie where it's left extremely ambiguous as to like who is in control of the body at any given moment. Um, I don't know how you guys felt, but it's at some points it was uh, intriguing. And at other points it was just a little confusing almost for me to a point where it was like a little more clarity would have actually helped. I think throughout that stretch. What do you think? I could see the, I can more, all you know, obviously more clarity is always better. Uh, I still think it kind of worked for the movie. You're just showing them visually struggling, who's in, who's in charge, who's who's not. You know, it's it's just it's just one of those things you kind of just have to go with it, because <laughs> because not everything was explained in detail early on. So I guess some throughout part, that like kind of third act sort of yeah. length of time, I was just kind of I was lost as to what the intention was for like what is this character trying to accomplish? You know, because well, the, there's that whole chunk where he goes to that other woman's place yeah. so it's implied yeah. that the real guy had an affair with and throughout that whole chunk i'm like i don't know who's controlling the body and regardless of which one it is i don't know what either of them is doing at this person's apartment like what is the goal at this point because the hit is over she's not coming right. out because she's not in control so it must be him but why is he going to this place and i don't know it uh it left me a little tate, cold for that chunk of the movie i didn't know i didn't have a whole right. lot to latch on to there i think tate uh just he just knew he had to go there. That was the only place he could go. But I think it was still a cons- you know, it seemed like he's in charge, but I think he was still struggling back and forth. It, it, it seems like it was a nonstop fight all the way to the very end until we get to get to the finale. But uh yeah, he's there, he's like, I need help, and, 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 and then out of nowhere, this happens. Mm-hmm. You know, she goes in the the, the girl he was having a, a an affair with. She goes in to take a shower, and then out of nowhere, you know, you find out he goes in there and basically shoots her. So that was Voss, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the theme. That's the theme throughout the whole movie. The main theme is it's fucked up, <laughs> it's demented, it's terrible. But Voss is kind of finding her true self. You know. No empathy, malicious, just straight up killer. She's basically finding her true self to the very end until it's really revealed of who she really is. And um, yeah, it's 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 fucked up, but it's interesting that the company, in case there was an uh, issue like this, where both you know both uh, internally they're having that struggle or fight with previous assassins, they had a uh, they had a, the guy that posed as his friend show up. So it looks like they had some kind of contingency plan in case the things. Yeah, go he used that weird little like microchip gun or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, that thing was cool. I like sci-fi elements like that where yeah. they don't even make any effort to explain it. You know, it's just like no. yeah, that exists in this world. I like I like little details <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Again, visuals, man. The, you know, just the originality about it, the freshness. You know, the detail. It's all here. You know, and. Let's see where we are now. So yeah, so uh, go ahead and take it over. Take over, uh, Eric. 
Yeah, before I continue, I just want to give uh, a shout out to the the wax body melt scene when yeah. she goes oh, yeah. his body and to show her the wax body melt and then it reforms into his his body. That's some pretty sweet visuals in that scene. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're oh, in the. Where they're kind of the body horror part of the movie where they're kind of merged together too. Yeah. Her fingers and shit were like all up in her face and stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah, so they're yeah, in the you can tell he pulls that from his uh from the elder Cronenberg. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. a lot of commonalities. It's really like um I don't know, I feel like a lot of times when you have like a two famous father son or whatever, a lot of yeah. times the the child tries to like strike out and be, you know, like really wildly different from their father but not the Cronenbergs man they, they are right in the line which is a lot of fun to see well, Cosmatos Cosmatos went in a different direction than his dad that's very Mandy true you from, and, uh, yeah you go from beyond the black rainbow <laughs> yeah I still need to watch that Eric which one beyond the black rainbow it's it's even slower than Mandy and less plot what? driven so you got to be ready for that one no it's as long as it's visually again visually pleasing yeah. I'm there Tribal Chief says Possessor is the best version of Inception. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking of Inception for a lot of the movie, actually. Yeah. I do like it a little more than Inception, though. Hey, yeah. hey. I think I might too, actually. Uh, but uh, where are we now? So oh, now they're in the bedroom. We're in the bedroom. Recalibration. Yes. Um, and even and then you get some interesting visuals there when uh, the 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 plant is trying to recalibrate and kind of save the day here, and you see Tate coming in there internally and trying to choke out Vaz to get get more control. So we're gonna nonstop internal battle throughout this movie. Uh, but the interesting thing is, uh, at the time, uh, Tate kind of wins that round. Then he goes back home. If you notice, there's little things, too, if you notice throughout the movie where he's he's saying stuff as he's Tate, but he'll say, he'll just mumble shit that she said earlier in the movie. Like, at some point, he's, he says her son's name. And the yeah. girlfriend, the, the mistress is like, what the hell? What, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> you know, so that was interesting, too. But he goes back home uh, to, to Voss's house, kind of breaks in, at gunpoint and kind of just he's just he doesn't know what else to do he's desperate so now he has the gun on you know boss's uh husband or ex-husband or whatever the fuck and basically he's just yelling at her internally you need to get out of me leave me alone or show yourself or do something or i'm gonna kill him now here's where it gets even more interesting so tate shows up i'm sorry boss shows up internally and basically becomes her true self right then and there while while using Tate to do what she couldn't what she couldn't do but what she always wanted to do and that's basically kill you know even if it's symbolically she basically goes up to you know to Tate and she goes she goes she she tells Tate you wanted to do this whole this whole time so you you need to do it go ahead and kill him go ahead that's basically herself using him to do what she couldn't do. And I think throughout the movie, that's what was causing her to have struggles basically pulling the trigger is because she still had that fond memory of her husband and her son. What do you guys think of that? What's your take on it? I think think? it might be like, 
she doesn't want to kill herself because she doesn't want to stop being this other person because that means she has to go back to being herself. That's a good one. That's a good one too. What do you think, Eric? What's your take on it? About the same? Yeah, I would I would agree. I actually thought of a few uh, Asian horror films while I was watching this. There's a film called Cure, a Japanese flick, and that's part of that film. Is a guy, Kurosawa. Yeah, where the detective throughout the film eventually wants a release from his normal everyday responsibilities, and that yeah. involves you know the a certain uh, thing that happens to his wife later on, and it's like a release for him. And I also mm-hmm. thought of uh, A Tale of Two Sisters, the Korean film, in terms of the, the mental uh, struggles of the Good main movie. character in that film. Yeah. Good movie. So, uh, yeah, this one's oh, up my alley. And I, I agree with- Have either of you guys seen uh, Good Night, Mommy? That, like, I think it's Austrian, that horror movie? Yes. yes. Mm. It is the exact same story as A Tale of Two Sisters. Hmm. Like, beat for beat, moment for moment. Yeah, it's, I didn't realize at first until I watched them, like, in a close time span. Completely ripped off a tale of two sisters. Wow! Same twist, same characters. Evil mother character, everything. (laughs) Wow! Now I gotta watch it again now. because when I saw a tale of two sisters, that was years ago, Mm -hmm. years ago. And then I, you know, I watched Good Night, Mommy, and I reviewed it on the channel. Yeah, I saw Good Night, Mommy first, and I liked it a lot. And I like watched it a second time, and then I went back and watched Tale of Two Sisters, and I was like, Oh, I already saw this movie. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's that's pretty damn funny. So if I ever watch uh, Goodnight Mommy again, I'm probably going to start laughing hysterically. Didn't yeah. they, didn't, didn't they re- remake A Tale of Two Sisters? Was yeah, The that, Uninvited. Yeah, they did an American remake. Was yeah. it good? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Big surprise, right? I'm just assuming, no. An American remake of a foreign film is almost always just horrible. So. Yeah, and I've, I've already talked to... Uh, uh, well, I talked with Jax B. the Ripper. We had a stream, and we talked about Martyrs. Mm-hmm. And I was, war- I was warning her how garbage the American version of Martyrs is. Oh, that's what we need to review. The remake of Inside. Oh, <laughs> shit. I haven't yep. seen it yet. All yep. right. I'll get All you right. on that one soon. All right. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do that. Because I enjoyed the original Inside. But, oh, God. You got me scared. You know what? I already know. I already know. Because for American audiences, they probably bitched out in the ending, didn't they? Didn't they? Don't I'm tell me. Saying, Don't tell I'm me. not saying anything. All right. They bitched out. I know. Ah, all right. Well, we will collab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will collab. Uh, but, yeah, so now we have Tate, who as of right now is in control until uh, Voss convinces him to pull the trigger. And then, again, overkill, Berserker's Barrage <laughs> on, um, on uh, the husband. And then she gets shanked, well, shanked in the neck. Uh, Tate's body gets shanked in the neck by the sun. And then she just, again, again goes Chalyan fat, just completely <laughs> obliterates the sun. And then after that, she wakes up. But right next to her, Jennifer Jason Lee wakes up. So Jennifer Jason Lee went in. Uh, herself to basically kind of salvage this mission gone horribly wrong and kind of he- assisted her in giving her a way out. What did you think of this? What was your, what did you guys think of this part of the movie? The saving and salvaging the mission with her going in there. Uh, when she went to the kid's body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like a, a contingency plan where, right. 
Jessica Jason Lee uh, goes in, and I guess the ultimate uh, tactic there was to, I guess, kill Tate if she couldn't do it herself again because she kept failing and in, in uh, you know putting the gun in her mouth and taking right. it out. So right. that was almost like a stealth tactic, but and it worked. But then the you know, and then you see uh, Voss. Uh, almost gleefully gunned down her own child. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it worked. And, you know, at the end of the film, she doesn't seem too upset about it that right. uh, Jason Lee did this. You know, I, when they first came out, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Is she going to be okay with this? But she seemed perfectly fine with it. Yeah. I, yeah. I think she uh, wanted it, really. It doesn't Yeah. Really... <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. does raise the question of like, so, okay, when, when she first possesses the guy, it's really quick, but I think they show that they had to abduct the real guy and they like had yeah. him in a van and stuff. So that means that they, I don't know, it almost seems like maybe a plot hole or maybe it's just like a, a bit of a stretch, but it seems like for Jennifer Jason Lee to possess the child, that means that this company would have had to kidnap her child in advance of her going there. Yeah, And she only goes there because the other guy is taking back his own body and going there to like use the kids as hostage. So how would the possessor company possibly know that they're going to wind up there and then grab the kid in advance of that? Yeah. that seems like a little too much of a, yeah. of a stretch. I thought about that too after the fact. Like at, like at first I was like, whoa, that was trippy. That was pretty cool. And I'm still I'm still okay with it. Um, but the movie always gets points with me if it kills a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always get weird looks for that, but I like when a movie has like the guts to just gun down a child. You know? Have you seen All Hallows Eve? What? Check out All Hallows Eve if you like. Okay, that. I, think, I don't think I've seen that one. I have. That's, that, the, I the, that's a terrifier. Uh, the pre. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Oh man, Sam, you're you're scoring points with Lady yeah. Pepper right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> If she was sitting right here, she'd be like, yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you get for that fucking creepy-ass doll. <laughs> Making me want to like that shit. Fuck you and the doll. I'm just kidding. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, see, it, it figures, you know, it, it took a Cronenberg to do it. Because in America, you ain't going to see that. No. And Very rarely. Foreign films? Foreign John Carpenter's films. done it a couple times. He did it in a Precinct 13, Assault on Precinct 13. He, he they, they gunned oh, down a little right. girl from yeah, the ice cream right. truck. And then, um, well, it wasn't him directing, but in Halloween 3, they killed the kids with the, the mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? So, Although, technically, this is a Canadian sometimes. movie, right? Because that's her. It's technically Canadian, I think. <laughs> True. <laughs> but every actor is British except for Chris Rabbit, who's a yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. That threw me, too. But yeah, Maybe that's part of the sci-fi oh, world. That's in a future where England re recolonized yeah. <laughs> North America. For the foreign cinema, foreign flicks, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. But th that's why we like it. So, oh, let's see here. I'm going I'm going into uh, chat here. Let's see what's up, Kiru four twenty seven. What's going on, man? He said it kind of reminds him of the Japanese movie The Call. You guys seen one missed call? He corrected. Oh, one missed call. Yeah. You seen that one? Nope. Yeah. Does that have of, a, I don't know. I don't know if I would make that comparison or not. I'm trying to think of the specifically the detail that would be similar. That's kind of a ghost flick. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, back to the movie. So Jennifer Jason Lee goes in to basically salvage 
the mission gone horribly wrong. Uh, but one of the coolest parts of the flick, which basically shows the complete transformation or reveal of her true self that the whole movie kind of teased with. She sits down, she's given those items again, and the same thing happens all over again. Yep, this is my grandpa's uh, pipe, you know, get passed on to my dad, you know, whatever. And then she picks up the butterfly. And this time around, she, she was like, yeah, I killed it. <laughs> I killed it and I hung it up. That's it. There was no, the whole entire dialogue of, I felt really bad about it. Yeah. I felt really guilty. All of that was completely gone. She was like, no, I fucked it up. I killed it and hung it up. Yeah, that's and it. And I'd do it again. Yeah. And then I'd kill that <laughs> butterfly's children. <laughs> Uh, the I want the butterfly dead. Stab their little Christmas I'll burn to the ground. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, I kind of love how that's kind of how the movie ended right there. It's like, oh shit, yeah. So very, 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 very interesting. Very good. Very well done. Again, this movie's not for casuals. Uh, this is not like, hey, the science fiction movie on TV, son. <laughs> Sit down. Hey, 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 let's watch this sci-fi flick. I, I think they're going to be like, "What the fuck?" I think. Right, I think as soon as they see, you know, Vaz with a huge dick, mm-hmm. <laughs> if they see Vaz with huge penis, I don't. Uh, yeah, they're going to be like, "No, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> we're not going to watch the rest of it." Uh, but yeah, overall, I did enjoy it. Um, any. Other issues, any any good or bad, positive or negatives, before we yeah, give our I mean, rating. That's right, because this is a live review. So, so yeah, so I liked the movie a fair deal, but I do have some problems with it, mostly on a just on a writing level. Like I feel like production, you know, they did a good job with the budget they had. The visuals, the visuals are great. The production design is great. The performances are great. Um, the gore is all you know all good, except for uh, I had a I have a little couple concerns on how. How it was shot. It could have been used a little more effectively, but for the most part, really good. I think, like how brutal yeah. it was. Um, my problems are mostly just on a writing level. I, I would say even more specifically on a, on a character level. Um, I just I need a little more on a character level to care about these people for both uh, Voss and Tate when he's like not possessed. You know, seeing right. him as a as a dude for a little while, getting a feel for who he is, would uh, be a big boon to this movie. I think overall, um, yeah. Just there's so little character development, and right. there's so little like, uh, I guess sort of stakes for the whole movie because the the the, the stakes are kind of fake. It's kind of like this hit, you know, but the hit doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of the actual story. Meaning the literal stakes for the protagonist are extremely yeah. low. All we have for like the actual stakes for her are it's like a one line that Jennifer Jason Lee has where she implies that um, Voss can eventually like take her job, like advance to middle management. That's like yeah. the real stake for the character, but it's such right. a minor, you know, inconsequential thing. It's kind of, um, it's kind of, you kind of sounded like you wanted her to die. Would you have preferred if she died? No, I, I needed a, a stronger framing device. I guess I needed like a, a, a more concrete goal for her as a as a as a character, and I okay. needed more. Just I just needed to know more about her and more about uh, Tate. I think it would have worked better. Well, I, she's just a straight up killer that enjoys killing. 
I think that's all we needed to know. But with Tate, though, I think we could have used some more character development with Tate because it probably would have been more tragic. Like you kind of yeah. kind of got to know the guy, you kind of like the guy, and then uh, now he's fucking killing his fiance and shit. Like, well, you I, have this I whole like, that. yeah, you have this whole like him getting taken over thing, right? And I feel like yeah. when you have a personality invading someone, uh, yeah. It would be best to demonstrate this, this change in him if we have contrast, right? But we've only really seen him once she's taken him over. Mm-hmm. Meaning we don't have anything to compare it to. You know, we don't really know how much he has changed, how different he's behaving. We don't right. know who he is outside of her possession of him. Meaning it's pretty hard to have sympathy for him because he's basically a mannequin that she's inhabiting. Right, 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 right. Yeah, more 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 character development with Tate. I, mm-hmm. I agree with that, sure. Uh, I would also Eric? say another thing is like um, more of an arc for the protagonist because um, like you were saying that she's kind of like finding herself throughout it, but it doesn't feel so much like that to me. It kind of feels like she's the same person all throughout and okay. we're just seeing her do her same thing. Like she's already extremely violent and loving the violence in that opening scene. And then it's kind of just the same thing at the end. So I, she doesn't have too much of an arc to me. Okay. I just looked at it that way because she was she kept denying it, <laughs> like she kept like, well, it's not me. It's the, the character I was playing, you know, who did that. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't really come I guess out. there's some denial, but yeah. does she? Maybe I forgot. Maybe I missed something. Does she accept it more at the end? I know she doesn't say oh, I feel yeah, bad about she, it with the butterfly, but that's more of like well, an omission. Well, yeah. Well, that, I thought I thought I thought her big reveal of this is who I am when she basically just told the dude. You know, you. She tells Tate, "You know, you've always wanted to do this." She's telling him that, which is she's basically talking to herself in a way. Right. And then he pulls the trigger. So, uh, but yeah, it's interesting though. Eric, positives and negatives on the movie. The other thing I liked was uh, the score. It's kind of Uh like uh, calming in spots, which is good for a movie with with hypnotic type of uh, Mm. concepts and themes. So I like that quite a bit. You know, certain times where it would kind of lull you into a state of like, uh, you know, mind bending, you know, hallucinatory, hallucinogenic, you know, stuff. So I like that. You're like you're on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because Sam pointed out some interesting stuff. Did you have any issues? No. No, I'm kind of notorious for not caring about character development sometimes, (laughs) depending on the movie I'm watching. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I just thought it was interesting. I guess, yeah, it's it's a good point, though, in terms of Tate. It would have been nice to have seen more or even make him almost likable because I know we know a few yeah. things about him, like yeah. he cheated on his girlfriend. Like, we know that yeah. much. And that's not exactly uh, uh, yeah, a good a thing lot. for the dude. Yeah, it's not uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. In terms, yeah. of the, in terms of the stakes, yeah, I, I'd probably agree with that. Outside of maybe losing control of the body would be would be one of the because if she loses control entirely, I think she basically, you know, she might just be a repressed uh, forever, you know, inside this dude's body if she loses yeah, control. That's but but yeah. other than that, yeah, I enjoyed it in terms of like a, a psychological, you know, mind bender. Mm-hmm. Do you guys would you guys consider this a movie where the villain wins? Oh yeah, the and the villain is the main character. Yeah, yeah definitely. I put that on there. All right, There's, so great uh, yeah. points. Sam, you had some more. You want to say? I was just. Oh. I, I guess uh, yeah. The the protagonist is definitely the antagonist by the end of the film. Meaning, it's yeah. kind of like a switcheroo, which is a little interesting. And in that the mannequin body guy kind of becomes the real like 
underdog who you're rooting for. Yeah. That's why I think it would be good to know more about him. But yeah. yeah, when our protagonist becomes an antagonist, they are kind of the antagonist the whole time, but they're the closest thing we have to, it's definitely a, it's a bad guy vehicle for sure. Yeah. I just feel sorry for, you know, when Voss eventually takes over, I feel sorry for the, <laughs> could you imagine her in charge? Mm. I feel sorry mm. for the next person, the next protege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee seems fairly level-headed. In I know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can't do it anymore because you know I'm kind of old. But uh, <laughs> you're perfect. I think she just wants to retire and get out of there. Well, I won't need to to stock up on guns or ammunition anymore because every scene <laughs> will just be just blunt instruments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Sean Bean didn't die. <laughs> he did not so, die. Oh, that's the other thing I was thinking. Like, I'm if stuck. you're a company and this this assassin does not do their job, I was initially thinking she would be a liability, and the company right. would come after her. Is at some point in the movie, I was like, wait, wait, she messed up here. If this company gets mad, they're going to come after her and she might be on the run. It's what is what I immediately thought, uh, you know, during the middle of the film. Yeah, that's a different way to take the third act. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like you brought up earlier, Eric, when she got shanked in the neck. Mm. Was, was Jennifer Jason Lee there to help her or take her out? You never yeah, know. Probably, probably to help. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, Depends. I, I, if she was melded completely, maybe she would have died. I don't know, you know, yeah. but that's it. Possessor to electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but overall, visually great, soundtrack's great, really good performances. Uh of course we could always use a little bit more character development. I, I agree with Sam on uh if we got to notate a little bit more, probably been more of a tragic ending mm-hmm. to his character. Made us feel a little bit more, but I still feel like the movie it's, it's you know very well done. I still feel like it works as a sci-fi horror flick, and we don't get a lot of these type of movies now. Unfortunately, uh, we get movies like The Bye Bye Man and yeah. <laughs> Happy Death Day. Well, I think some people actually like Happy Death Day. I haven't seen uh, that one. Yeah, I've heard but, it's pretty uh, good actually. Is there any days. recent sci-fi flicks that came out that were actually kind of similar to this? I can't think of any right uh, now. Annihilation. Annihilation. Annihilation is excellent. It's really? Actually, it's, it got so underrated. They really, really? Owned, I think, what was it, Sony who owned it? They messed up the release of that movie bad. They, they like, swept it under the rug. They didn't have confidence in it. It's excellent. Really? And that's... Uh, you got to uh, check it out. Yeah. Isn't Jennifer Jason Lee in that? Yes, she is. Oh, yep. that's right. That's right. She it's, is. like, hard sci-fi. And then there's not, like, a ton of horror, but there's okay. a few horror set-piece, like, moments. Are you a, are you a fan of... Or, or, well, not a fan, but are you aware of the YouTuber called uh, The Critical Drinker? No. Yeah. Okay, Eric, you know him, right? Yeah, he's like from uh, Ireland or Scotland or something. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, Sam, maybe watch his video and then we could talk about it another time. But he, video his, most recent, his most recent video is about annihilation and how dumb it is. Oh, really? <laughs> Okay. So you're gonna have to you have to fire back and be like, I disagree. Yeah, I'll fight him. We'll have a debate. Yeah, sexy sumo. Uh, he he watched. Uh, he was trying to recommend Annihilation to me. He said it was very. He said it was violent. And it was really good. Uh, it's on the list. It's on the list. But it's let's go ahead and get the movie since we're here. Since this is an official review live. That's right. And uh, three is average on the channel. Three is average. Um, I'll give my rating at the end. Leave some suspense for chat. <laughs> But Eric, go ahead and give your reading. But oh, all right, I'm, going first. I'm not scared. 
<laughs> so on, on your rating system, a three is average. Yes. I got to give this at least a four. Okay. Um, I would say I, I'm, I'm confident in a four rating. I'll give it a four. Yeah. Four point oh. Okay. Sam? I'd go like three and a half out of five. Okay. Like seven out of ten, you know. So like 3.5. Okay. All right. And I am in the same – and that's still, it's still an above average rating. 3.5 yeah. is above average. That's still good. And uh, I'm on the same board with uh, Mr. Mr. Enthusiast here. So, boom, bam. So, the chat, those who have just, just arrived right now, this is what we have rated Possessor, the uncut version. Possessor, the knocking out the eyeball version. Possessor, shooting a kid in the head and the head blowing up. Possessor, Andrea with a big dick. <laughs> this is what we get. <laughs> <laughs> the film uh enjoyed it pretty much all around very entertaining um is this brandon's first flick sam uh no he has one before it and it's called antiviral and i actually like that one a lot more i liked possessor really? but i i kind of i have a i have a soft spot for antiviral i like that one a lot it's really oh, yeah. gross it's a sci-fi again um do you oh, know anything right. about it it's got a um the the premise in that one is it's a sci-fi thing, and the star is uh, what's his name? Um, he was just from Twin Peaks: The Return. He was in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. His name is. Does anyone in the chat know? I can look it up, I guess. Uh, he's got red hair. That actor, <laughs> Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah, that guy, Caleb Landry Jones. Um, he's the star of Antiviral, and he's great in it. And the okay. premise is that he works for. Well, it's a future where um, celebrity. Yeah, like it's the so it's got a really great social commentary. I think that's what really elevates it above Possessor for me. The social commentary is that like celebrity status has ballooned out of control to the point yeah. where when a celebrity gets sick, the fans of these celebrities want to have their same illness. So he works for this company that like will go up to a celebrity and they'll like extract the pus out of their cold sores and they'll go and inject it into their fans who pay like a thousand dollars to get a little closer to the celebrity. And I find that concept fascinating. And it's really gnarly because they do like, you know, the blisters and the sores and stuff and it's really gross. And there's some good body horror in there too. There's a sequence where like this metal grate like comes out of Caleb Landry Jones's like face that looks really good. Really? It's good. It's not like, uh, I I wouldn't call it amazing, but it's, I I enjoyed it more than Possessor. Nice, nice. Still, I mean, as long as he's consistent. Yeah, that's a second film. But that was eight years ago. That was back in like 2012, I think. So it's been a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know why so long. I guess maybe antiviral. I don't know how successful it was. I think it was probably around the same budget as Possessor. Well, look at the director who did, uh, well, was it Cosmatos who did Mandy? Yeah. Took him eight years. He yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, done I a guess lot. eight years is what you need to make a <laughs> to make a creative, lowish budget horror movie. Interesting. Hopefully, it take eight, another eight years for the next one, though. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm have to check work. out. I'm gonna have to check out Antiviral. Oh, and, good. Uh, I've been wanting to do some kind of video about it because uh, yeah. I think it's an underrated one. Let me know, man. I'll watch it and then invite me or or me and Eric, whatever you want to do, and we'll go we'll go on your channel if you want. Yeah, I don't know. Oh uh, my. Oh, I was thinking about doing it in the um, in the macabre month of horror last year, and then I didn't get to it. I don't know. Yeah. I might do a. Um, it deserves more respect on it, possibly. I don't oh, know. all right. I gotta check out some reviews, and if they're negative reviews, then I'll, I'll make it part of that series. <laughs> right? 
So after after we're done with the stream here, are you gonna go watch Critical Drinkers uh, video and dislike it? <laughs> Put it in like, ah, take that. <laughs> I, yeah. can check it out. I won't dislike it, but maybe I'll give it a watch. <laughs> all right. So overall, that was pretty pretty good. Pretty good. No, nothing horrible. And you know, we're all we're always honest here, even if we you know hang out and talk movies. We're always honest. If we don't like it, we don't like it. We agree to disagree. It's all good. Yeah. We're all badasses. We're all family. <laughs> we all go home happy for the day. Unless you watch Shadow in the Cloud. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of sci-fi, Sam, have you heard anything on this newest film that's getting buzz called Parallel? I've not heard anything about it. Okay, let me let me look up. Really quick, this is getting a little bit of buzz, and I'm. And it, it looks like a an indie movie. Like it doesn't look like you know a big, huge budget, worldwide release. But find it. Please spell parallel. E a r a l l e l. There you go. Thank you. Whoa. This came out in 2018. Yeah, this is indie hmm. film. Oh, so it's not a new movie. But it's on it's in new releases section though everywhere streaming. Oh, it's really? Weird. Yeah. Maybe so here's here's, here's what it, here's the plot synopsis. So it goes a group of friends stumble upon a mirror that serves as a portal to a multiverse but soon discover that importing knowledge from the other side in order to better their lives brings increasingly dangerous consequences. So, I don't know. Just kind of pointing that out. Maybe we'll check it out and talk about it. But yeah, Parallel's getting good reviews for some reason. The reviews on IMDb is not that great. Like the rating right there. I just looked hmm. at it. But uh, Parallel! There you go. <laughs> cool. Um, here's one movie that nobody talks about. And at, this was when, when this movie came out, I wasn't that, I didn't know that much about Cronenberg. I was just dumb. <laughs> I was just young and dumb. And I remember, all I remember, I was in the video store, and I saw the tagline. And the tagline was something, I don't remember it verbatim, but the tagline was something similar to, this makes the Matrix look like... <laughs> it's like one of the... Equilibrium. Yeah. Had that tagline. Yeah, and like, it's... It, <laughs> With the, with the mid with the late nineties and early two thousands, any movie doomed any studio they that released their movie with that tag that type of tagline yeah. doomed the movie. You doomed it on arrival, <laughs> dead on arrival. Equilibrium was dead on arrival. I remember seeing one TV spot for Equilibrium and then never saw it again. And then luckily <laughs> watched it later and, and found it entertaining. But we're gonna do a retro. Leo's never seen the movie, so we're gonna do a, a, a is it really that bad episode on that. Uh, Jacks be the Ripper in the house. What's going on? Unless you live with my family, nobody is happy at the end of the day. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, Imran, you beat me to the punch. That's what I was getting to. Maybe he remembered the tagline. Oh, yeah, existence. I, so I, I, I rented the movie, and I was disappointed because I was expecting the fucking some some movie to kill the Matrix. I was disappointed in that aspect, but at the same time, I was entertained by the flick. 
and I never forgot it. Do I don't remember it because it's been years. <laughs> you never forgot that. it. But I never forgot a movie called Exit Extends. And it had a really cool trippy like gun in the movie. I remember the, the pistol like a was flesh really gun, right? Yeah, it was like the I, flesh gun. I think I only saw half of it. I don't think yeah. I saw the full movie. I think and, it was the first David Cronenberg I watched and I didn't like it. And then I gave his other movies a try, and I loved his other movies. So I gotta give Existence another shot. I just want to watch it again now because Possessor made me remember, made me search it out, mm-hmm. and now I'm kind of pissed off because it's hard to find on Blu-ray. It's it's either not available or it's really expensive. So I'm like, really, it figures, it figures. This happens to me all the time. You know, <laughs> I, I have a movie like in my in my queue for years, and then I oh I want to yeah. watch that movie now, and it's gone. <laughs> Or it's not all available on Blu-ray. You know, it's like, really? But yeah, X Extends also starring Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I remember it being a, a good sci-fi flick. I was just so confused why someone would label this The Matrix Kill. Stop it. Yeah. Stop that. Any What's tagline that is like insulting a good movie is just a weird tagline to go with. <laughs> What's up, John? Uh, he says, oh, thanks for the donation, man. He goes, hey, Fat Samurai Guy, what do you think about the new Pacific Rim animated series on Netflix coming out this year? Love the Versus episode. Well, thank you, buddy. Um, I keep forgetting about a Netflix animated show coming out to Netflix. Have you guys heard of anything about that? Any news? No. I didn't even know it's happening. I haven't even seen Pacific Rim yet, so <laughs> missed it when it well, came out. It's hard to recommend it to you if you don't like kaiju flicks. If you're not really into kaiju movies, then you're probably not gonna give you're probably not gonna give shit. So I don't know. Do you like kaiju flicks? Do you like Godzilla movies? A monster you... movie needs to be like the 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 very tippy top of the tier for <laughs> of monster movies for me to get on board. Like I love yeah. the host, you know, Bong Joon Ho is the host. I love that one. Yeah, the host, that's that's I love the host too, but yeah. no, you it's like in a league of a town, though. You need to completely dumb the host down, yeah. <laughs> and like completely. And then look at you know, look at the the oh, I always like jingling keys for my for effect. <laughs> look at the beautiful special effects, the CGI, yeah. and the action. Yeah, the keys, CG special grab, effects do very little your, for me. Grab your popcorn and just yeah. have fun. If you want to look at it like that, then by all means, uh, watch the first one. And I think that's why it. I never watched it because I don't know. Those just aren't like my kind of movies. Most most big blockbusters yeah. don't don't do it for me. Well, it's Guillermo del Toro, so there is a, there is a love because he's a love. He's a fan of those type of films. So yeah, there is. I a mean, he's a great film. Care that's why I haven't written it off entirely. But the, but the second one, it. second one, he had nothing to do with it. I mean, in terms of directing, mm-hmm. second one's garbage. Despite some decent action and fight scenes. With the with the mech suits, it's it's garbage. It's garbage. I knew we were in trouble when some bumblebee type clone robot showed up with the little girl. I knew we were fucked. I was like, oh, this movie's you know. I was like, no, no, you fucked up. Now you fucked it up. <laughs> uh, but no, hopefully, John, it's a good show. I mean, we don't want we don't want bullshit to come out, right? We want everything that comes out to be good. So. Hopefully, <laughs> sexy sumo. It's called Pacific Rim Job. <laughs> uh, sexy sumo. His one liners, I tell you, he's here all week. Uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully it's cool. I mean, if it's if it's a straight up real anime, then I want it. Should it better be like top of the line animation, badass fight scenes? Like it better be cool. So hopefully, 
you know, if it's good, it's good. But then again, I wasn't a big fan, and I'm the biggest, I'm a huge kaiju fan, but I, like, checked out of the Godzilla anime that was on Netflix. I was just like, I'm not feeling it. I just didn't like it. I didn't even bother finishing it, so there you go. So just because it's anime doesn't mean it's guaranteed success or it's guaranteed for it to be good. But fingers crossed. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's good. Chat, let, also let us know what you guys have also thought of Possessor. Do you guys have a favorite David Cronenberg film? I'm like I'm still trying to catch up, man. Uh, Lady Fatblood loved Videodrome. Um, as of right now, I would have to look up his filmography. So I would look up which one? Fly. Yeah, fly. yeah oh, that was great. I love the fly. I'm trying to decide between the fly and Videodrome as my favorite. I think Videodrome took the spot for me. It's the one I saw most recently, so it could just be like a recency bias thing, but I loved it. Well, don't kill me because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild yeah, screenplay. It's like crazy that that screenplay got financed. It's so unique. Yeah, Lady Fab Blood. We bought it. We bought the Criterion release, mm. and uh, Lady Fab Blood watched it. She loved it. So it's it's just one of those. I just got to get around to checking it out. So I seen Shivers a long time ago. It was kind of it, it made me laugh. Have you seen Shivers? Not yet. Wait, hold on. Let me get to the director credits here. Hold on a second. He's there got he thirty-seven goes. acting credits. This guy. Yeah, I was in the wrong uh, thing here. He was. <laughs> Did any of you guys see uh, Nightbreed? The Clive Barker Nightbreed. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah, played, cool. like, he was like the bad guy in that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, a lot of fun. Yeah. It was yeah. creepy. He had that really cool mask. Yeah, I was cool. lucky and fortunate to watch the director's cut version first mm. than the theatrical because the theatrical version was, dude, they like totally butchered that movie. That's probably what I saw because I did not like the movie. I love David Cronenberg in it, but overall the movie, did I did not like well, it. Well, let me see. Um... Sorry, spoilers, chat. If you're watching, if you're watching right now for Nightbreed, for Nightbreed. <laughs> um, at the at the end finale, when uh, the 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 rabbit rabbit the rustlers showed up to like fight against the uh, the the creatures of the night, was an actual like a like a, a battle. Like the creatures were like defending themselves and taking them out. Uh, I don't really remember. I know the cops showed up. They were like, surrounded at one point, I think. Right. And- it sort of felt like an X Men movie or something. That's what it felt like to me. Which is not did what I was cre- expecting. Did the creatures anymore. defend themselves? Did they fight against them? I can't remember. I I think yeah. they did a little bit. Okay, well maybe you watched the director's cut, so maybe. Maybe I just don't like it. The actual cut is completely different. Okay, they I think watched- I watched whatever version was on Netflix. I think at one okay. point. Maybe that was it. Yeah, I thought a movie. I thought the movie was fun, but the studio tried to market it as a serious horror flick. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, and people, like, I'm not surprised you didn't like it. I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, people went to the theaters. They were like, what the fuck is this? Hmm. Uh, If I wasn't knowing it was, like, goofy and, like, you know, lighthearted, I might have enjoyed it. It might just be I had my expectations calibrated wrong. Yeah, I would have been the same way. But it is is fun. And in the book, there is a, basically, the, the creatures are not evil in the book. The humans pursuing them are so they that's the original concept, mm-hmm. but the studio was like, No, so there's like a totally whole different ending. Like, it's the studio version, they took scenes out and put scenes out of order, so it doesn't make sense. 
If you watch the theatrical one, it's so bad. It's, it's crazy so bad. how often studios do that, where they just fuck up movies and make them. Make right? them. Yeah. I'm telling you. What's up, Egg Shen? It's cracking. Oh, we have scanners. So here we go. We got. Let's start at. I have not seen The Brood. Oh, The Brood's good. I reviewed okay. that like uh, three or two or three Macabre Month of Horrors ago. Oh, like Rabbit. Rabbit. Have you seen the remake to Rabbit? No, I haven't seen the remake. I just watched the original recently. Chad, have you seen the remake to Rabbit? I'm hearing like it's not terrible. I'm surprised. Hmm. Chad, I think it's on Shudder. So, Chad, if you guys seen the remake to Rabbit, let, let us know in the, in the, the chat comments. Because I'm I'm curious, you know, any 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 rarity that the remake is actually good of something, I, I'd actually like mm. to check it out. I watched a bizarre movie. Me and Lenifel, but watched a bizarre movie the other day. What was the name of it? Oh, was it Sisters? It stars uh, Lois Lane. Is that a Brian De Palma movie? Yes, was that, that was a bizarre movie, man. <laughs> What did you think of Sisters? Great opening. The whole like uh, first act, I think, is almost perfect for a horror movie. Kind of a rear window esque, a little. Yeah. Um, but uh, what you call was fun. Uh, what is her name? The actress that plays Lois Lane in Superman. It, it's not Margot Kidder, is it? Kidder, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. She was she was fun, and it was, it was really good. Where where do you? I'm assuming from. From what you said, that the second half you were kind of like, well, so much for that. A little bit, yeah. I don't know. It was never bad. It never lost me entirely. I just, I the the opening I think is excellent. The rest of it I found a little more kind of average. Right, right. I mean, I like Brian De Palma. I like his style. Yeah, the multiple favorite Palma camera angles. Yeah. Oh, I love how he uses split screens. He no one is doing that back then. Yeah, I don't know how he executed that. Yeah. He, I know he made split screens like a thing, kind of like yeah. I don't know. He kind of, I'm sure he wasn't the first one to do it, but right. I think he was the first one to use it in such a stylish, like cool way. You know, yeah. he did a little. He did a little bit of it in Carrie, but more, more so in Sisters. But yeah, Sisters, Sisters was fun. It was bizarre, but it definitely wasn't bad. I just, I like, I like the Madhouse effect of it later. But yeah. when it literally turned into an old black and white, <laughs> you know, evil scientists, the brain that wouldn't die type of movie, yeah. I was kind of like, okay, <laughs> I, I get what they're trying to do. Maybe it was an homage to that that era, but it just well, it was one of De Palma's like first movies, so I think that's why it's a little rocky in, in some yeah. areas. It's not bad though. It's definitely, no, yeah, definitely not. Uh, blowout. Blowout is that John Travolta? Mm -hmm. That's that's considered his best role, right? Um, I don't know about with Travolta, but I think that's my favorite De Palma film. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Norza says Scanners is his favorite. Uh, let's see, Scanners best head explosion ever put to film. Yes, that is true. That's a yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Got Naked Michael. Lunch. I see that one getting commented. That's one I, I still have to see. I really Me want to too. see. That I one. have not. With the Peter Weller, right? Yeah, I need to see right. that one, and I need to see um, his Crash, the 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 other movie called Crash. That's not right. the the big dumb Oscar winning one. <laughs> <laughs> the big dumb Oscar winning one. Yeah, 
Uh, isn't that getting like a Criterion release or something? It's getting some kind of special edition. Version? I hope so. I want to yeah. see it. Sounds interesting. The premise. Uh, Norzoth said, haven't seen the Rabbit remake, but the Soska sisters directed it. I enjoyed their film American Mary. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I haven't seen that one. I heard it was good. So we have The Brood. We have Fast Company. I haven't seen that. The Brood, Scanners, Videodrome, and I have I have not seen The Dead Zone either. Mm. Wow. He, I know. It's, it's been in the queue for like 38 years. I'll get to it. <laughs> Videodrome and the Dead Zone came out the same year. Oh, that's impressive. Wow. They're very different. And then The Fly. I guess Dead Zone's like the mainstream one, right? That's like guaranteed to be successful because you got the Stephen King name and all that. And then Videodrome's his weird one where he's like, oh, this is probably going to flop, but I got this other big movie. <laughs> probably. I'll, I'll stay relevant. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then The Fly came out in 1986. Dead Ringers, haven't seen that. That one is great. That one was my favorite until I saw The Fly and Video Trove. Those three are the top three for me. Yeah, let me click the dead right. That one's Jeremy oh, Irons. We got, so old, we got old boy in there, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he, he's he's uh, playing two roles. He's playing uh, brothers, or I guess twins. Yeah, twins. Definitely twins. So and, twins oh, he's so good. It's one of those like rare dual roles where you can completely forget that it's the same actor, you know? Oh, I'm already makes the two excited. So different, like, Okay. There's so much nuance in his performance. His performance is the reason to watch it. That one, I should say, it's not like um, I wouldn't really call it a straight-up horror movie. There's not a whole lot of horror in it. It's more like a drama right. about addiction than anything yeah. else. Okay. Like a really good addiction story. Nice, nice. Uh, speaking of Jeremy Irons, I just watched The Mission recently. That was really good with Jeremy Irons and Robert De Niro. That was very well done. I haven't seen it, but I've listened to the soundtrack to it yeah. <laughs> a bunch of times. It's a good soundtrack. Any more tone, man. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's a very, it's a very good. Oh. It's time to hate humanity movie. <laughs> it's one of those. So, uh, but we got Dead Ringers, Naked Lunch. What's M Butterfly? I don't know what that is. Oh, Madame Butterfly. I think. Was that good? I haven't seen it. Then Crash. And then right after Crash, it says Sins. Then, looks like he took a break here. He did, just did some shorts. But yeah, Excess Sins was 1999. Wow, that was the same exact year The Matrix came out. Poor thing. <laughs> and they were Poor already thing. using that tagline. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. I it's thought maybe crazy. it came out after The Matrix came out. That's terrible. It's, your tagline is the best movie since The Matrix, and it comes out <laughs> a month after The Matrix. <laughs> Yeah, let's say it a whole lot. Oh my god. Uh um uh spider, you know what that is? Spider. No. 2002. And then a history of violence, 2005. So that's when he like jumped completely away from horror. He hasn't gone back to horror yet, right? We have Eastern Promises next. Two years later, Eastern Promises. Yeah, two oh, Vigo Mortensen movies. Mm -hmm. A Dangerous Method, 2011. Let's see, what's that? Let me click on that one real quick. That's the like doctor one, right? Oh, again, Vigo is in this one as well. Oh. So you got Michael Fassbender, Kira Knightley, Vigo. So oh, okay, I'm on board with that cast. A look Vigo at how and Fassbender. I know, right? It's old. A look at how the intense relationship between Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud gives birth <laughs> to psychoanalysis. Interesting. Interesting. I just remembered Cronenberg is an actor in the um, 
miniseries adaptation of Margaret Atwood's book, Alias Grace. <laughs> he plays the priest in that. That's one of his acting roles, I guess. Wow. Such a weird outside-the-box choice for that. And he actually showed up in, uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Jason in Space movie. He was in the beginning. Oh, Jason X he was? Yeah, Jason X. Oh, man. He got killed in the beginning. He just showed up right in the beginning and got killed, which is hilarious. Yeah, I must not have known who he was at that point when I watched Jason X. Uh, Cosmo Cosmopolis. Cosmopolis. That's one with uh, Robert Pattinson, I think. Let's see. Hmm. Have you seen that one? No, I've uh, I heard it was bad from a lot of people, but lately I've been hearing that it was like uh, a little underrated. So, oh, I think, okay. I think I might check it out actually. We'll go back here. We're we're winding down here in terms of his filmography. Hold on, let's get back to it. Looks like he's still doing little short roles in here, <laughs> here and there. He's in Star Trek Discovery. Let's see here. The Nest is a short. Maps to the Stars. Don't know what that is. And then Consumed is another short. 2014. So, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Hasn't done anything in a couple of years. Oh, no, no. Interesting, interesting. Eggshin hmm. says, I'd have to go naked launch for a Cronenberg movie. That's his, that's his shit right there. Oh, there it is. So Sexy Sumo says Criterion Crash is out now. So it was Criterion release. So there oh, cool. you go. Cool. You go. Let's see. Who was the bigger star in Videodrome, uh, Sam? James Woods or Debbie Harry? Oh, I think James Woods owns that movie. <laughs> yeah. He's really good in it. I was reading afterwards about um, he hated making it, though. Like, he couldn't stand the um, the prosthetics. He didn't oh. know what he was getting into with uh, Cronenberg's body horror stuff. Yeah, and like yeah. how long it would take, and to do the, the big like prosthetic torsos to get like videotapes shoved through him and stuff. He said <laughs> it was like painful and uncomfortable, and it took hours and hours. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he re, you know recognizes it as one of his best work in his filmography. So it's probably in the long run he, he's probably like, ah, oh, it was worth it, even though I mm -hmm. suffered. So what's uh, what you got going on, Sam? What's what's going on this week on your channel? Anything anything you need to plug for chat? Um, I got a new video coming out on Tuesday that is a review of the uh, Danish film The Hunt with Mads Mikkelsen. Not the new The Hunt that came out like last year. Not yeah, that yeah. one. Uh, the old <laughs> The Hunt, which is uh, I think excellent. One of the, I think it's definitely Mads' best performance. I would say his performance in that is one of the best performances ever. Dude, I spent a while a talking about that. That's a heavy movie. That's a yeah. heavy movie because it can happen easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Heavy story, heavy drama. His performance in that is great. But he has a new movie that just came out with the same director. Yeah, same director. Another round. I think I'm going to review that too, but I haven't actually seen it yet. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to get to that while it's still the like. Uh, kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. premise is uh, definitely more comedically slanted than The Hunt. The Hunt is just heavy all around. Yeah. Another round seems pretty comedic yeah i'm a, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna show the hunt to lady fat blood because she's a huge mads fan so mm. yeah I'll he's one of my favorite actors he's so good mm -hmm. he's really underrated in like hollywood they don't know how to use him well most they of the don't. time 
he's he always looks like just, he might be a bad guy. Okay, let's cast yeah, him as a bad guy. Yeah, he's always just bad guy. Well, I think <laughs> so I've, I've noticed Hollywood has this thing where they only cast a guy with a foreign accent if he's a bad guy. They never cast a guy with a foreign accent in like a good guy role or in like the best friend role. He's always the bad guy. It's the yeah. only roles foreign yeah. guys get. Or or British. If you're, you have a British accent, you're a bad guy. Yeah. I think you can maybe blame James Bond for that. <laughs> you know, the Bond villains <laughs> always have like, you know. <laughs> I guess so, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> Eric, any uh, plugs for chat? Anything you got coming up? Uh, just the usual stuff. I'm reviewing a few uh, TV shows. Nice. I uh, just... Uh, just made public my Alice in Borderland review. I don't know if you even heard of that one, but that one's been making the rounds out there. It's a oh, Japanese TV, show. TV like show a, on Netflix, right? Yeah. That's and, got uh, buzz, man. Yeah, not sure how, but... Oh, yeah. shit! <laughs> oh. I don't know my thoughts. Just watch well, my you video. know what? You know what, buddy? I'm going to wait to the review. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> that way I can be prepared to go fuck you. I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> a lot of people like it though. Yeah. Oh, and I'm also reviewing Duel to the Death from 1983 oh, next my week. God. That's a classic. That's so good. That's so good, man. That's that's one of those martial arts flicks where when it's done, you're like, they don't make them like that anymore. And uh Duel to the Death, classic, man. Classic. That where's the Blu-ray? Hello. Too many of these classic martial arts flicks from the old school era, man. They just, they just, you'd be lucky if you could find Duel to the Death on DVD. I know. I think you can watch it on Amazon Prime, but it's English dub only, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, that's lame. There's tons of Shaw Brothers movies on, on Amazon Prime, but they're all dubbed. It's like, it's, it's cool. So that way, you know, the casuals will be able to watch it, but it's still at the same time. It's like, yeah, you got to have the option. Yeah. I probably end up buying some of them, even though I'm more of a physical, you know, I collect physical media, but I'd buy them if it's rare. Can't find it on Blu-ray? I'll buy, I'll pay for the HD version, you know? But cool. I'm looking forward to the Duel of the Death. Uh, yeah. It'll be fun. I just saw the first um, Lone Wolf and Cub movie the other day. Yeah. You guys are probably big fans of that. Oh. That was a lot of fun. That's It's a great. Did you get the box set? The Criterion no, box? I just saw it. Uh, it's on Canopy. You guys know that streaming service? <laughs> one of the so you know familiar. 800 streaming services it's know, the one right? that um it's free and you set it with your library card it's that one what mm. the hell yeah <laughs> I, it, you know what it sounds like goofy and it's like oh no one's ever heard of it it's my favorite streaming service i like it more oh. than netflix i like it more than amazon prime i like it more than hulu i like it more than any of them canopy it's wow. even, having fun ain't hard when you got a library card. I'll tell you that. <laughs> has like every criterion collection movie they really they got every criterion movie on there a library? What is that? <laughs> yeah. People don't read. <laughs> That's funny though. Oh, cool. Well, if you if you like canopy, most likely we will too. Interesting. The but one thing is, I think I'm it glad depends. you watch the real version. Yeah. And not Shogun Assassin. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like the what the American recut of it, right? I heard about that. It's the first two Lone Wolf movies. Oh, edited into one thing. Long ago, yeah. It's a fan favorite. I mean, there's nostalgia for it. How many of them are good? Huh? Because there's a lot of movies. There's like eight of them on Canopy, I think. But what are there, like six main movies? Maybe just six. Yeah, so I I think they have that Shogun Assassin re-edit on there also. 
So I'm glad I didn't watch that one accidentally. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Dog Soldier? Yeah, they're all entertaining, man. I mean, some are better than others, but they're all entertaining. So all six are, are good. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to go through the rest of them. Oh, oh yeah. And the and the Criterion box set with all of them in there, they're all beautifully remastered. And it, I don't remember it be, really being that expensive. But the, re, the the crazy one, excuse me, the crazy one is the Zatoichi box set from Criterion. Mm. Oh, there's so many Zatoichi movies. And re, that's like, that would seem to be gone or just like <clears throat> $500 or some shit. But now they're re-released it. Now you can go to Amazon and buy it now, and it's not really that bad. For I gave up on it. Like uh, mm-hmm. earlier this year, I saw yeah. it. I'm like, I'm not paying. I'm not paying 600 bucks. I guess I just never have it. And then I right. saw it somewhere, like 130 bucks, the whole thing, like yeah. a month ago. I'm like, oh That's man. So I just snatched it. Steal. The sexy sumo did too. I told him. I, went, I saw your your post, Eric, and I sent it straight to sexy sumo. He bought his copy too. Yeah. But I've had mine for years. So of you course. Know. <laughs> But yeah, we were lucky uh, we got that remastered. The Zatoichi movies, man, it's such a, a beloved series and, and character, man. It's just so much fun. Have you guys seen uh, Takeshi Kitano's Zatoichi? Yes. What do you think of that one? At first, while watching it, like from beginning to middle, I didn't I, I didn't know if I was going to... I wasn't sure how I felt, like if I was liking it or not. But then once I realized, okay, so he's playing his own version. This is his own version of the character. He's not reprising the beloved Shintaro Katsu version. He's doing his own version. This is his own thing. It's his own movie. Once I accepted that, I enjoyed the rest of it. So, but like I said, if you're expecting the, <laughs> the beloved, you know, Shintaro Katsu version, uh, this is not that type of Zatoichi. But I was entertained by it. So. What about you? What did you think of it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It had some very goofy elements. Yeah. And all the blood being CGI was a little mm-hmm. distracting. That was the, yeah. that was the big thing that hurt it a little bit for me, but I, I was able to get past it. It was still enjoyable. Yeah. Dog Soldier says, some pretty high scores for this. I really need to check it out now. <laughs> That's right. These are all scores for Shadow in the Cloud, Dog Soldier. Oh, <laughs> not for Possessor, buddy. Just want to let you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of, Eric. Uh-oh. Whenever you're ready, bud, we got to start the new series to the channel. Is it really that good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam, yeah. if you want in, let me know, buddy. What's, what's that going to be? Tanking big uh, classic favorites? Just... Is, sure, it, is, it, is it rated too high? Yeah. Okay. Like Shadow in the Fucking Cloud is like 78% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's like, really? Are you serious? But I already reviewed that. I already destroyed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just using that as an example. You know what I mean? But there's a movie. I have not watched it yet. Sam, you may have seen it, but it's a superhero flick from Indonesia called Gundala. Nope. Eric, you were not kidding. I have not heard any good things about Gundala. Now, this was, of course, after I bought the damn thing, but I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anybody that bought it li- that liked it. It's at an eighty percent right now. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is insanely high for a superhero flick. That's not that's not Marvel or whatever. Like that well, must be a masterpiece. You're gonna have to check it out. 
No, is no, it really I that good? Like I might like it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I hold some suspense for chat. Uh, but yeah, any ideas, Sam? Hit me up. You know, message me and be like, you know what? I just watched this movie the other day, and it's so highly rated. And I'm like, why the fuck is this shit? <laughs> hit me up. We gonna do? Is it really that bad? Streams, man. So sure. probably really that good. Sorry. Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Rob from Entertainment Talk Nation is trying really hard to get us to do because <laughs> he wants to hear Lady Fab Blood rant because she like goes nuts. <laughs> he really wants to just do it just to hear Lady Fab Blood rant, but he wants to do Avatar. So I think I think I'm kind of twisting her arm to do Avatar. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the James just, Cameron Avatar. Yeah, she's still in denial. She's still like no, but I'm like. Yeah wheels are turning you're thinking about it come on so i'm close to twisting her arm to uh you know review avatar or we'll talk about it with rob on rob's stream but yeah uh eric we'll we'll, we'll collab after the stream and uh we'll set up a date to do gundala on your channel right yeah and we'll kick it off man is really that good yeah and i started the verses uh i gave in so i uploaded the verses uh series so I started it. I gave in because, you know, it was supposed to come out. That video was supposed to come out last year in September. <laughs> but we had a lot of audio issues with it, and we couldn't fix the audio issues. So it was either bury it, and no one watches it at all, or, ah, fuck it, we'll upload it for fun. We'll just have a warning in front of it to let people know we had audio issues, and it was yeah. supposed to come out. But we put Bloodshot up against the old guard as our first versus yeah. episode. I really did not like the old guard, dude. What? Uh, did you see Bloodshot? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we wanted to do for our versus series, Sam. We wanted to do a little bit something different. It's because everyone does this move when they're versus series. Everybody does the same old thing. They say this movie's better than this movie, right? Everyone's doing that. So with our versus series on our channel. It's basically which movie's the most entertaining at the end of the day. That's how we're doing our versus thing. So it's, it's got to be two or more movies we put together that's either similar in title, premise, or within the same genre. And we put them against each other. We talk about what we like and what we dislike out of, each, out of each movie. And then at the end, we decide which one's the more entertaining. You should do Crash versus Crash. <laughs> oh, 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 oh shit! Yo, <laughs> I'll do that episode with you. I'll do that episode with you. I I hate the Oscar winner crash. Let's do it, dude. Let's that's like it. Mike Tyson versus a high school student, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jags be the Ripper. She says you should do a series. This this is so overrated. Or do I dare to watch? Well, overrated is it really that good? It's 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 the same thing. But yeah, do I dare to watch? That might be fun too. But yeah, we're having fun on the channel. But yeah, I'm down for Crash versus Crash, bro. Let me know. Well, we'll pick a, we'll pick a future date. Yeah, we'll kick it off. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll give me a reason to uh to see Cronenberg's Crash sooner rather than later. I think I think it's perfect because I haven't seen either. <laughs> I just I like the Oscar winner. I mean, it won I the did, Oscar for a reason. It, you I know, did, it very, I just, a lot of people like it. I kept hearing how bad people reacted to Crash winning the Oscars. 
Yeah. I remember when that happened and people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like people were like, what? I finally watched it recently because um, I'm in the screenwriters group, right? And I brought in a script and the other people in it were like, oh, your structure is kind of similar to, to, to Crash. And I was like, oh, I guess I got to watch it because I've okay. never seen it. So I checked it out and I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> I, hope, I don't want to do anything at all like this movie is doing. <laughs> so, yeah, so I finally watched it. They all said it was good, though. They were all like, in a good way, like Crash is really good. And so that was like six or seven or eight people all recommending Crash at once. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's good. So I went in with like, you know, decent right. expectation. What do you think about this one? John Martinez says, Fat Samurai Guy, you should do Nightmare on Elm Street versus Dreamscape. <laughs> no, again, I mean, everyone's going to be like, well, Nightmare on Elm Street. But again, it's not which is the better movie. Which movie is the more entertaining? Right, right. So everything's right. up for grabs in this series. That's why I yeah. want to do it different from everyone else. Anything's up for grabs. You may get a kick out of Dreamscape, but a lot more than Nightmare on Elm Street. You know what I mean? In terms of entertainment value, doesn't mean it's a better movie than Nightmare. So we'll see, John. Interesting. Uh, Jax says, well, first, first Gilbert says, I'd love to hear her rip apart the overrated Avatar. <laughs> Jax B says, I hope she does show up for Avatar. I will have dinner, alcohol, and candles ready for that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do it without her, Jax. Believe me, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not even going to do it unless Lady Fabulous is involved. Because <laughs> you're talking about passion, passion, hate <laughs> for that movie. Are you guys going to go to the, well, assuming we're going to get so still around. Fun. We're gonna are you going to watch all the new ones? Huh? Assuming theaters are still around, are you going to go and watch all the new ones in the theater? I'll check it out just out of curiosity. Uh, my hatred for Avatar is pretty high, but this is Lady Fabloods' hate <laughs> for the movie. So, you know, I'll check it out just out of curiosity to see if they improve the fucking thing. But I have a, I have a feeling they won't. It'll be some, the same old bullshit. But yeah, when we do that video, I'm expecting a lot of dislikes. <laughs> the, the, you know, I'm expecting a lot of Avatar is the best, highest grossing movie of all time. Avatar was was nominated for best picture. The Avatar's got its own amusement park. And I'm depressed, <laughs> I'm depressed because I can't live in a real life. Fucking worst was Pandora. Yeah, Dora Radio Station. Wow. Dude, James Cameron is going to spend 30 years of his career just making Avatar movies. That's depressing, dude. Yeah. And uh, you might as well join us too, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a packed house. Yeah, we're gonna all talk about the movie. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just it's sad, dude. One of the greatest directors of all time. And the whole second half of his career before he, you know, you know, before he kicks the bucket is going to be Smurfs, Fern Gully <laughs> fucking dances with Smurfs and Fern Gully. That's going to be his legacy. It's sad. I think that's a lot. A lot of the hate we have for the movie comes from that. Yeah. If the first Avatar was a one and done and he's back to doing his own thing and, make, and making great movies, that'd be a little bit different. You know what I mean? But... Mm-hmm. A lot of the hate comes from just mm-hmm. overhyped, you know, and it was it was like we were so excited to watch it. Well, more so me than her. But when we went and watched it, 
we went to a theater that uh, was playing that plays soundtracks of the director. It was actually pretty cool. <laughs> and he was playing James Cameron soundtracks from his other movies. And we were like so excited. We sat in the chair. We're like, oh shit, they're playing Terminator. Oh, aliens. Oh. We were so excited. We're like, man, we can't wait to because we trusted other people that we that pretty much were on the same board who'd seen it before us. And they were like, yo, James Cameron is God. <laughs> that was how they were reacting. I'm not making this up or over-exaggerating for entertainment purposes. I was told by several people that James Cameron is God after they saw Avatar. <laughs> so we were in the theater like. All right, man. Let's let's see what happens. All right, let's do it. And I and you know I remember putting on the 3D glasses, and I remember never experiencing anything like that before. So the first 30 minutes, I turned to Lady Fatblood, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty cool. You you feel like you're in the movie." But that quickly wore off. That. Ooh, ah, the, the Jeff Goldblum line from the, mm-hmm. the Lost World. At first, it's like, ooh, ah, but then there's running and screaming <laughs> after. You know what I mean? That was my, that was my, that was our experience. And then right after the movie was over, we sat there quiet, like we were quiet, and then we like slowly turned to each other, like, <laughs> like it was, it was not a good, it was not a good time after that. Yeah. But but then again, Avatar should have been a straight up popcorn flick. Lessen the time, lessen the preachiness. Go, you want to enjoy them finding the fucking unobtainium? Then go by all means find the unobtainium. Right? Just that name alone is enough to make me hate the movie. <laughs> Don't call your rare shit unobtainium. Like- Sam, Sam's joining the he's gonna join the stream too. Everybody's showing up. <laughs> But it was just like it was just one of those things where if it was like Independence Day, I'm not saying Independence Day is high art, but if it was like Independence Day, where you're just here for a popcorn flick, you get your entertainment and you go home, and that's mm-hmm. it. Avatar's hype was like imagine Independence Day coming out, and then all of a sudden Independence Day is the highest grossing movie in the history of cinema. I think you I think you would be like, uh what? And then the next thing you hear is Independence Day is nominated for Best Picture. I think you kind of be like, uh, uh, you know, and Roland Emmerich, well, is a bad example, but I'm just saying at the time, Roland Emmerich, all he's going to do for the rest of his career is Independence Day movies. <laughs> he kind of does in his own way, actually. But yeah. But anyway, we'll save the rant for the for the video. Yeah. So whenever we do it, I'll, I'll send you guys invites, see if you guys are down or not. But I know Sam's really busy. Oh, man. You guys want to wrap it up or what? You got stuff to do? Whatever you whatever you want to do, man. You got orgies, threesomes to do? <laughs> Usually. But... See, man, no, 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 no hot chicks are in the comment section pawning after you, Eric, because you ain't got uh, the, all the I should go get put up. I should go get my Merman character and put Merman <laughs> on the screen. All the chicks doesn't come out like gangbusters. <laughs> Said the Merman. <laughs> Sam, you want to wrap it up or what? Yeah, your call. I'm good with whatever. All right, chat. We'll we'll stick around a little bit longer. Chat. We've got any uh, Q, any Q questions? Live Q and A. We are here. Any questions for Sam, uh, Eric, and myself? We are here, hanging out. 
with the movie dojo army and the badasses. And I'm out of drink. Damn it. No. I have to go up and get something to drink a little bit. What are, is there any movies you're looking forward to this year? Oh, Raging Fire, baby. Don, or uh, Benny Chan's final film. And oh, Donnie Yen. Is it? Oh, yeah, that wasn't on my radar, but it's yeah, Donnie Yen's in it. Really? All right. All right. Any others? Uh, French Dispatch. Wesley Anderson's new movie. That might be out this year. French Dispatch. Yeah, The French Dispatch, I guess. Interesting. Wesley Anderson's new movie. Uh, Martin Scorsese has a new movie that might be coming out, but probably not. It probably won't be out this year, but who knows? All right. Uh, What else is there? Robert Eggers has a movie in the works. Okay. Don't know if that'll be out or not, but it might be. Forward to people. People keep asking me, "Am I looking forward to Candyman?" I'm like, no. I'm looking. Really. Forward. I'll probably just rewatch the original. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Antlers. Watch the trailer for Antlers, not the most recent one, but the one that came out like four years ago <laughs> or like three years. Ago. <laughs> there was a trailer four years ago. Yeah, like two or three years ago, whatever it was. I'm over exaggerating again. But Antlers looks like. Oh, what is this horror flick? What is what's happening right now, man? I'm kind of digging the atmosphere, kind of <laughs> digging the vibe. What's happening? It's kind of like the less I knew, the more excited I was because it was a trailer. The first trailer for Antlers was done so well. I'm like, dude, this is my kind of shit. And I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Antlers, that comes out. Actually, I'm kind of excited for Terrifier Part 2, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, sure. Let's get the slasher element back. Let's do it. I'm all for it. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the first one. I know a lot of people hate it, but I liked it. I thought it was yeah. fun. Uh, Eric Burns is watching Alligator from 1980 right now. Oh, man. Is that Robert Forrester? I thought is so. The, oh, is it? He's in, right? Doesn't uh, uh, Toby Hooper have a movie called Alligator? Or is that Croc? Crocodile or something. <laughs> you're thinking of, I think you're thinking of uh, Eaten Alive. Oh, maybe. I think whatever I'm thinking of has Robert Englund in it, I think. Yeah, Eaten Alive. Yeah. It's like a slasher guy, but he had a pet croc at the mm-hmm. same time at the hotel. That's some good B movie fun there. But all I remember is Robert Englund's line from that movie because he's at the whorehouse. Oh yeah, I'm book and I'm here to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then I came back and killed Bill. <laughs> That's right, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Robert England was the villain in an episode of Night Rider too. It was pretty cool. Robert England? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's funny. What's going on, Trado? He said, "What's up, badasses? What's up, Eric? That's right." Movie, do- movie Dojo Army hanging out tonight. Any other versus ideas, Sam? Sorry, you um, new ideas, options. I'd probably think of some, but nothing's coming to the top of my top of my head. Eric, I don't know. I like to do fun ones. A lot of action and horror movies. I would yeah. recommend. We should yeah. do like the Taking of Beverly Hills versus something. It's got to be sports related. Yeah, sports action flick, like the last Boy Scout or uh, like a goon. 
That's tough. Because you ever see Goon? Huh? Which one? You ever see Goon? That's like a hockey action movie. Oh yeah, that was a that was a good movie. That was a fun one. They got a sequel, I think, last year, but I, I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, I don't know if that's any good, but the first Goon was good. Yeah, it was a fun one. Uh, Egg Shin is asking, "Where can I watch Buy Bust, Eric?" It was on Netflix oh, for a long time. Yeah, either Netflix or Amazon Prime. Prime, I'm sure has it. Yeah, I think it's still on Netflix. Speaking of buy bus, I don't remember if I said yay or nay to it. Oh, you said it was as bad. <laughs> I did. It, huh? it, it, it is as bad. Yeah, it is that bad because you would never want to watch it again. Oh, that's what made me change my mind. Yeah, it was close, man. It was, it was. I was right there. I was thinking about not doing it, but I'm, uh, but you I. Big fan of that one, Eric? What's hmm? up? You a big fan of that one, Buy Bus? Uh, not not a huge fan, but I, I did enjoy it. Despite some of its flaws, yeah, he was a little yeah. bit more giving than I was. Yeah, I, I was right on the fence with it. It's just the lead actress, dude. They should have just had you be. They should have just had you star in the movie, Sam. <laughs> you were more convincing as a martial artist in your action short than she was in that movie. For me, it was the uh, the sound is what kind of killed by bus for me. Oh, it wasn't the just sound me. It was weak. I thought. It wasn't just me. There were moments where it seemed like the sound would cut out. There was tons of Foley missing. It was missing Foley, and it was missing just like general fight sounds. Like there were no um, swooshes when people punched and kicked Mm -hmm. and stuff. There were no swoosh sounds, and that makes a huge difference. The program versus Remember the Titans. Hmm. You can do like Limitless versus Lucy or whatever, you know? There's all those movies about using the... Full percentage of your brain does make sense. Lucy, interesting. Just kind of makes sense together. Do you think? I don't know, Eric. Do you think the take as much as I love the taking of Beverly Hills? It's 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 really good, good B movie schlock. As much as I like that movie, do you think it has a shot against the Last Boy Scout? No, no, they're different types of films, really. But it has to be something. Kind of similar or within the genre. There's got to be another action movie out there where either the either the the, the sports either either the, the the lead action star is an athlete <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> oh, you could go old school and go with um, uh, what's it called? Truck Turner. You know that old Isaac Hayes movie? He he's like an ex football oh. guy who becomes a private eye. I think. Oh. I got, oh, it. got it. He's got it. Jim Cotta. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Jim Cotta? <laughs> dude, you got it, dude. That's a dude, fun we got to do Jim Cotta versus Taking of Beverly Hills. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you may have found it. I'm don't putting it on the list it. right now. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't lose it. Don't lose it. <laughs> Jack's Be the Ripper, Land Before Time versus Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> We're getting crazy now. Oh my god. <laughs> the chat's cracking up right now, bro. They're laughing. <laughs> What's going on, Cuppy Malik? Welcome to the stream, man. See, this is around the time where I start my stream. So everyone's like waking up. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I if I if I stream right now by myself, 
at like nine, eight or nine p.m., there'll be way more people watching right now. Let's see. But still, we had a pretty decent amount of people watching tonight. Yeah, the movie's good, brother. Look at that. We got our scores up right now, if you're curious. I gave it a four. Eric gave it a four. Sam gave it a, an above average rating. He did think it was a very good, but it's above average. So Yeah, I'd still recommend it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much a little bit lower. If you want to stay away from spoilers, though, uh, you know, don't watch the beginning of the, of the stream. Because we go into everything, the reveal and all that stuff. So, Jim Cotta versus the t- <laughs> taking a very Dude, that is an epic matchup too. That, I think that's yeah, that works. We have an athlete who's the action lead. That Truck Turner was a good one though, Sam. That was a good throw in there. That was good. Oh man. I almost feel like we should do like Masters of the Universe versus something. You know, a lot of people consider not not a lot of people, but I've heard people say the first Thor flick is very similar to Masters of the Universe. Hmm. It's like big huge beefy blonde guy basically gets sent to Earth. And he's kind of like a fish out of water type character. Those do sound pretty similar. Yeah. So that's an idea. We don't have to though. But we gotta if we're thinking fantasy sci-fi flicks though, what could what, what would be a good a good interesting fight against Masters of the Universe though? That's that's the question. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. This is fun though, because we get to think. Yeah. I want to do like a Beastmaster one too. What what could we pair against the Beastmaster? Ooh. Well, if it, we can't pair it against Conan because I'm, no. I'm biased. Yeah. Um, hmm. It'd have mm. to be it's the, the fantasy genre. Mm-hmm. Maybe Clash of the Titans or something like that. They're not the same, but they're. Yeah, we'll think of so. There's there's all kinds of stuff we could pair. Oh, Deathstalker! Someone just suggested. I'd go <laughs> oh, with Beastmaster. The first one, the first. Beastmaster oh, versus there you go, Eric. It's a good pair up. Beastmaster versus Deathstalker. <laughs> they do it. Or they write it down. Maybe that'll be like a Plan B for us. <laughs> um, Dante's Peak versus Volcano. I choose suicide. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, that's not a bad one, actually. Deep Impact versus Armageddon. That's kind of... I don't know about that one. Because was there anything entertaining in Deep Impact? The movie the movie took itself too so seriously. It's like, yeah, Armageddon could be looked at as garbage, but is it a more entertaining watch than Deep Impact? Not saying Deep Impact's bad. I'm just saying it, they took it seriously from beginning to end. So I don't know. Legend, uh, <laughs> Legend versus the Neverending Story. <laughs> I don't know about that one, dude. That would actually be tough for me. No, that, but still, it's like I don't know. I don't know about that one. 
Wonder Woman eighty four versus Avatar. Okay, now we're just now we're just goofing around. Now I want to put John Carter up against something. Help me out, guys. Ooh, I want to put it up against something. Rob hates the movie. John I tried to convince him otherwise that it was good B flick, but <clears throat> but then again, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I may watch John Carter again and be like, ugh. You have to do that one with like the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Remember that one? Where he was Prince in of like Persia? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Hmm. We should do Gods of Egypt versus something. Well, League of Gods, my friend. Ooh. That was gonna be the that was gonna be the battle. We haven't done it yet. We could do that one, dude. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, I'll put that one down. Too. Yeah, that's a good one. The Captain Twat Waffle versus Wonder Woman '84. <laughs> what was the other movie with Henry Cavill that was just like that? Hmm, which movie's that? Which one he's talking about? It's just like know. what? I don't know. John Carter. Henry Cavill had a movie like John Carter. I think is he thinking about Immortals? Maybe he's thinking about Immortals. That's the only Cavill holding a sword flick movie that I can think about. Yeah, Gods of Egypt. Remember, similar in title pre- or premise or within the same genre. Yeah, so it is Immortals. Okay. No, I have not watched The Gentleman yet, Dog Soldier. I will. I will definitely watch it, and I'll let you guys know about it. I have saw you seen the Gentleman? I saw it at um at an early screening, actually. I heard it was good. Um, a long time ago, like before it came out. It was... Uh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It, had, <laughs> it, it has some really good parts and a couple of awful moments that left like a really gross taste in my mouth and kind of really? this gross shadow over the whole movie yeah oh wow wow it was it was like it was really good in some areas it was it, yeah. it felt a lot like guy Ritchie's older movies so it was like a good throwback in that sense like it was snack. like a return to form kind of the old british gangster yeah. comedy kind of stuff Lock and stock. So i would say i liked the majority of it but then the things i didn't like i like really didn't like so okay i'm, I'm kind of torn on it hmm interesting well, it's too late. I got it. I got to watch it. So I would think it like a positive score, I think. <laughs> oh, Eric, are you excited about tomorrow, brother? Yeah. I got yeah. the movies watched. I got them watched this morning, so I'm ready. Oh, you already watched them both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? It's over two hours now. I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up for the day. All right. All right. Chat. Thanks a lot, you badasses, for hanging out with us today. The Movie Dojo Army is always growing strong. Thanks again for liking the video. Don't forget to share. And if you're new here, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And don't forget to also head over to Brickwall Pictures, Sam's channel. Make sure you go over there and subscribe. He's got really, really, really good content over there. Otherwise, he would not be here with me because he's the man. So, you know, trying to feed off of the the vibe because his knowledge is uh, ridiculous. On movies, so trying to make me Eric and Sam are. I'm hanging out with them and help me get smarter, you know. Otherwise, I just watch nothing but Avatar. But also, 
head over to uh, Asian Movie Enthusiast channel as well and subscribe to Eric. I'm looking forward to that Due to the Death review, bro. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Oh, my God. And uh, if you guys are interested, I know you are, make sure you head over to my channel <laughs> tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Is it really that bad? We're doing two movies, me and Eric. Ava, starring Jessica Chastain and Peppermint. Both of them are rated horribly. And uh, I watched Ava already, and I'm going to watch Peppermint probably a little bit later tonight. So that's tomorrow night, if you guys are interested. Tuesday, me and Mr. Joshua Gray are going to be talking about, is it really that bad, Underwater and Pandorum. All right? Two sci-fi worlds. that's an interesting matchup. Yes. Yes. Uh, is it really that bad? Because the score, the, the score for Pandorum is ridiculous, dude. You're gonna be, you're gonna be like, what? It's crazy. I've heard, I've heard Pandorum's pretty good from a few different people. I've never yeah. seen it though. Yeah, it's 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 the the the, the score is is it's insane. And hmm. then Wednesday, it's post-apocalyptic day. Oh, um, I'm all about that. Oh, uh, he said you don't know about that. And I'm all about that. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Uh, head over to Mr. Tony of the Dead's channel at 3 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to talk about Mad Max uh, Beyond Thunderdome. And then the same day, come back to my channel at 6 p.m. And we're going to talk about Damnation Alley. Hmm. Never seen it. Never yeah, seen it. But I'm curious about that. Uh, but, yeah, that's what we're going on for this week. It all depends on when the fucking Super Mario Brothers DVD shows up. <laughs> Hopefully it shows up this week. And then Thursday... Is it really that bad? Two video game movies, retro style, Super Mario Brothers and Double Dragon. Uh, so join us Thursday if you know. I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you in the loop if uh, I get the fucking movie. So hopefully, because <laughs> it's five billion streaming sites, eight thousand hundred billion streaming sites out there, and no Super Mario Brothers anywhere. So, and I'm not paying three hundred dollars for the Blu-ray. <laughs> so hopefully the DVD shows up. But yeah, thanks again for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to these awesome gents, and we'll see you badasses next time. Peace out. All right. Don't go anywhere, guys. Let me uh